Welcome to the Trucker's Mind Podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy, K. Fings. And we're back, man. Episode 132. Yep. All right. And before we get into it, man, um, you guys submitted some questions. I posted something on Instagram, uh, and you guys responded. So we yeah. got some, we're going to be answering your questions at the end of the podcast. Yeah. So stick around. People Charlie Brown. Are, it's funny because we always do that, and it's always <coughs> about relationships. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's always, yeah some relationship related. I think as, as, as much as we have relationships in every aspect of our lives, I think right. that's still the biggest head scratcher for, yeah. for everybody. 100%. Yeah. And I don't have all the answers, but, you know, I Me. like to talk about it. Me neither. Yeah. Still trying to, still trying to figure it out. <laughs> all right. Let's get into it. Um, this is a really uh, unfortunate situ- turn of events, but recently there was used condoms for resale. <laughs> um, Hanoi, Vietnam, uh, police seized more than uh, 320,000 used condoms that had been prepared for illegal resale at a Vietnamese factory near Ho Chi Minh City uh, after a raid Saturday. Workers at the factory allegedly washed the condoms and reshaped them to be sold again. Wow. I mean, I, I never knew that this shit was possible. And I mean, the, the profit must be crazy, though. That, I think they said it. Uh, they were spending like 17 cents on each of them. I don't wow. know how much they were selling them for, but they was only spending 70, 17 cents to buy it. So, Oh, my God. You know, the three pack costs, what, like $5, $4? I, man, condoms are kind of pricey, man. Yeah. They're kind of pricey, especially you want the good ones. Yeah. You know, you got the uh, the freaking, uh, for a while they had them, what they called uh, uh, the the fire and ice ones. Yeah. It's like, I don't want this this uh, sensation on my penis. Because mm-hmm. you'd be wondering like, yo, what's going on? <laughs> what's happening down there? Got icy hot on your dick? Yeah. No, you'd be thinking like, man, this girl, something different's going on down here. Yeah. But it's just a fucking condom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But no, I, I think I, I might have used one of those before. Yeah. They, they're coming out with these different uh, flavor condoms. Yeah. And they're going to come out with one, one smell like the Popeye's chicken sandwich. <laughs> 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 no, nah, man. It, it's just really weird. And I feel bad because they supposedly they reshaped them. But let, let's imagine that they just washed it and they sold it. Mm-hmm. And you're a guy and you're using the condom and it ain't fitting right because the person behind you uh, had a fat dick and your dick don't fit in yeah. that condom no more. Now you got to find a way to fit this goddamn baggy condom. <laughs> you got <laughs> condoms. You got to tie a belt to your condom. <laughs> terrible. <laughs> it's just a terrible turn of events, man. Yeah. Yeah. What was they at in China? Yeah. Or in the Vietnam. Vietnam. Yeah. In the, in, uh those Asian countries. Um, they got little dicks anyway. So oh <laughs> man. That's cold blood. Shout out to Vietnam, man. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> we got one listener in Vietnam. Yeah, it's outraged. That's cold blooded. <laughs> All right, folks, don't take that literally, man. This is jokes here. All right, uh, but yeah, I, I don't know how much we can say about this, but I feel bad for the people that if anybody has ever bought a used condom. God dang. Yeah, I just. I mean, you got to think about it, man. It was somebody else's stuff in that fucking thing, man, and that's just. Yeah, and who knows like what was on the other side, like what was on the outside of that right. Kind of, who, yeah, who knows, man? It could have been a, I don't know. Yeah, you could pass in the in all seriousness, you can pass around a lot of uh, yeah viruses, viruses, STDs, and HIV. H- yeah, exactly. Um, so <clears throat> that's not safe at all. I don't even know. I, my question is, where do they find these at? Do you I think? Because you know, know, in Bakersfield. A lot of niggas be having sex outside. Yeah. So yeah. what if they just was going around town, just picking up the con- loose condoms from you probably know, from the dump. And stuff? More likely from the dump, probably. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. yeah. Because people obviously would throw those in the trash can. Uh-huh. 
So people are just like, you know, at the dump, probably people at the dump taking the condoms and throwing it in there and washing them up. Yeah. What if that like a recycling bin for condoms? They should. They should, but they should probably like incinerate the fucking condoms first. Yeah, yeah. Just burn them and then, I mean, but honestly, I would not want to use that. I don't care if you burn it. Could you imagine some like super liberal, like um, environmentally friendly person was like, I only use used condoms. I'd be like, oh my God, (laughs) you fucking weirdo. Yeah. yeah, it'd be like instead of you know how they have like warnings for cigarettes. Yeah, it'd be a warning on the pack, like warning somebody, <laughs> somebody else's dick has been in here. <laughs> All right, man. Moving on from that, switching gears. Um, why are people so obsessed with things they can't control? Mm-hmm. Um, we give a, we have many different examples. Um, people are obsessed with things they can't control, such as you know height. Uh. Uh, that's one thing you can't control. Mm-hmm. Um, w- women in regards to their breast or their booty, or people are judged for things they can't control. Like obviously, like their uh, their their height, their their breast, their penis mm-hmm. size, and people are judged based on these things. Mm-hmm. When this is all genetics, this is not something you actually worked for. Mm-hmm. So in society, a lot of times too, uh, someone that's more pretty or handsome or whoever, they're given um, credit. For something they didn't even earn. Mm-hmm. And then they're judged based on that. Like people use it as a metric for something. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you know, she, you know, she cool, but she ain't got no ass. Like it's not her fault that she don't have ass. Yeah. You know? We just put so much value in yeah. those type of things. We, we, we put so much value on women being thick and shit mm-hmm. like that. And it's like, dude, at the end of the day, that doesn't really matter. By the way, I've been shallow enough to like, you know, um, be talking to a chick or like kind of like her. And I'm like, oh, but she ain't got no ass. Uh, yeah that's immaturity yeah. it's, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. you know when I'm, i was probably like 24 mm-hmm. 23 and that's how you think but it's like yo it's not her fault that she don't have ass and maybe she was too good for me and i was the one that was cast in judgment that was just nonsense mm-hmm. you know yeah that's real i think um that's something you know like a, you're you transition from uh, like being a boy to a man. Right. And then, like you said, those type of things don't necessarily matter as much anymore. It's yeah. just like like you, you realize that there's so much more to a person than just those surface level. Yeah, surface you know, much, level. You know, how much ass she got. Um, and then almost the opposite happens to where the girl with the big booty and the big titties is almost like they become like less, value as, less valuable as a person because their whole life has been based off of like big titties and big, you know, yeah. and a big booty. Yeah. So all that detention in high school that they were getting for being thick or whatever, right. it just goes to their head and they don't really right. develop, they don't develop a sense of humor. They no. don't develop, you know, talking skills and all these. They other just walk in the room like I got big titties. Yeah. And titties, you, titties, titties, titties. And men are so stupid. They, they <laughs> gravitate to those ones. Yeah. And everybody be on her. Everybody be chasing these chicks down. And mm-hmm. it's all superficial stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, women are guilty of it, too. You know, mm-hmm. they could be and, and women won't admit this, but I'm pretty sure they've probably been in situations where they might have liked the dude. Dude might have been cool, but he was coming up short on dick. Yeah. Look, yeah. You know, and a short dick. <laughs> yeah, he's coming up short. Great. <laughs> great with conversation. Yeah. Long, long on conversation. Short on dick. Ah, that's funny. <laughs> and then they, that guy was judged based off of that. Yeah. And I just think that it's just it's a societal norm yeah. for us to do this. That's so sh- I, the reason I don't like that is because it goes it can go both ways. 100%. Right. There's so, you know, that girl that's judging um, that guy like, ah, I don't know if I want to, you know, have a second day with him. He got a little dick or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> 
but the same girl that's saying that got A cups. Right. She be, you know, she got anthills. She got, you know. Mosquito bites. Yeah. Me and her wear the same breasts, you know, we, we wear the same cup size. So it's like, I, I just don't like that type of energy because, right. um, you know, it's, it's, it's flaws and it can be flaws in, in, in both areas. Or, you know, one girl has like a loose vagina or something or, you know, she don't get that wet down there. Whatever the case may be, like it can go both ways. But because I think us as a society and you know mostly like like a culture we put so much stock into how big a penis is and how you know you know and that's like the end all be all like that's a conversation that that is frightening for a woman like oh my gosh he's um you know he's extremely funny he's tall he's tall dark and handsome or whatever but I'm just afraid that if we have sex or when we have sex, he got a little penis. And he just, oh, like, yeah. yeah. And, and then the thing about it, too, is, is what's weird is um, the way that we actually gravitate to people is all superficial. Mm-hmm. The first the first time we see people is all based off sexual attraction. Yeah. So we see a woman. He's like, oh, her eyes are a man. Look at that ass oh, her, her breast, a beautiful breast. Mm-hmm. Look at her skin. Right. It's all surface level stuff. Mm-hmm. And even if we have conversations and she doesn't seem that deep, men will still. They just trying to force. They just trying to force mm-hmm. the interaction because she's her booty is so nice. Mm-hmm. And then this, this is ruining regular interaction. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's I mean, it's ruining human interaction. Yeah. And it's like a cycle of this superficial outlook on each other. Mm hmm. And I mean, look, I don't think it's ever going to stop. And I, I mean, I'm guilty of it myself. Um, yeah. But as I got older, I'm less guilty of it because yeah. I realized that, first of all, I ain't all that. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? First of all. And I mean, it's not me having low confidence. I'm a confident dude. But at the same time, I'm not one to be casting judgment on all these women because I'm not all that. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not going to be like, she got to have a big booty. She got to know how to cook. She got to yeah. be a freak. She got to know how to do this. Yeah. You know, And it's like, no, man, no. She's yeah. just, just. You- a, I think I think we realize also is that that stuff is not real. It's not real because um, we talked about this before. But a, a lot of our perception of just speaking from our perspective, a lot of our perception of women is based off of the um, entertainment and art right. and stuff that we've seen. Right. So mm-hmm. if I grow up watching um, 106 in Park every single day right. and the most beautiful women in the world are in these music videos. Right. I'm just like, yo, if my girl don't look like that, then, then I don't want to even talk to her. It's skewing your view of the world. Yeah. It's skewing your view of women. It's mm-hmm. And women, it's skewing their view of men because women will watch either their friends or they'll watch some show and it's always these are super attractive dudes. But what they don't realize is like, that's not going to probably be real for you, mm-hmm. you know, because that guy might not like you. Yeah. You know, same thing with for men. Like, you may want that, but that type of girl don't like your ass. Yeah. You know, that be- because, you know, in, in, in a lot of instances, it's it's a little bit more than um, what you actually look like. hundred percent. So there's certain basketball players, you know, unless you have, you know, a guy like LeBron or Steph, they've been with them, their girls before they were famous. Right, right, right. Um, <clears throat> But in certain instances, you know, um, a guy like James Harden, he's, you know, one of the best basketball players in the world. And in, in, in turn, he gets to date a he, he gets to date a Kardashian or, right. you know, you see him in a club with, you know, certain women. But um, a lot of us are just normal people. We just got regular jobs. We yeah. clock in, we clock out. And, you know, we're only going to have a, a you know, our, our, our pick of the litter is slim. You 100%. Know? Yeah. 
Yeah, hundred percent. I I just think that ultimately, um, we need to um, point the finger back on ourselves because we sometimes we get as human beings we'll get frustrated of as of why you know what is not happening or happening, but a lot of it is our fault, and it's because yeah. we have a superficial outlook on people. Yeah, and the thing about it is, is we don't really fit the same mold that we're asking for. Mm-hmm. So I think what, what with me. I look at women a different way, especially now. It's more or less from a um, like authenticity is sexy to me, mm-hmm. you know, instead of like, oh, man, how are titties look? I don't really. It's not. I, I can't say I don't care because nice titties are great. But yeah, I was it's like, like icing on the cake. <laughs> it's just icing on the cake. Mm-hmm. A woman having a nice body is icing on the cake. It's yeah. not it's not the um, the exact metric that yeah. I, I use. Like authenticity is funny to me where she's really being herself or mm-hmm. she's funny Mm-hmm. Or she has a career, or mm-hmm. whatever the case. Those mm-hmm. things are sexy to me. Mm-hmm. But most men is all titties and ass because mm-hmm. we're a sexually driven world. Mm-hmm. Um, everything is sex, sex, sex. Yeah. Even the shit we watch, like in regards to uh, commercials, like food commercials. Yeah, you can't watch too many burger commercials because now the chicks got a uh, barbecue sauce dripping on her tits. Mm-hmm. This is real life shit, man. Carl's Jr. Mm-hmm. What they used to say back in the day, if it doesn't get all over the place, it doesn't get in your face. <laughs> That's a straight porn voiceover. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, do you want to get blasted on your face with barbecue <laughs> sauce? <laughs> Try these new nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. I, I mean, it sucks, too, because um, I wish that there was like more reality in reality. Like, even though we 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 are real human beings a lot of the stuff we consume is so superficial. Like I seen this, um, yeah, I wish I saved it. I didn't really know whom to share it with without like offending somebody, Mm. but it basically had a bunch of things. It was like porn isn't real. Social media isn't real. Um, entertainment isn't a bunch of stuff. And it said Mm. like all these things Uh aren't real. And it was basically, um, just kind of letting people know that this is all like, this is all just made up nonsense. It is like women don't look like this. No, they don't. Porn, sex isn't like this in no. real life. All these things, so we have to dismiss that from our brain. From um, like that's all that stuff is just very toxic. It's very toxic yeah. shit. And we and it's crazy is we take those things and try to apply them mm-hmm. to normal people. Mm-hmm. There's probably some dude that watches too much porn and he's trying to apply what he's seen from porn on a regular woman. Yeah, you're trying shit. to put girl the girl's legs over. Yeah, her head. you're trying to put your finger in her butt. She ain't yeah, with that man. Yeah, she's like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And then and then even in that, you don't actually know what you really like. hundred percent. Because what you like is based off of like, you know, what they're doing in the porn. Right. You know, and, and then from the porn, you're watching from a third person's point of view. Right. So it's just like it's just a whole entirely different angle. Yeah. But it's just like we I think the only way to really understand ourselves is just to like to to get rid of all that. Yeah, you got to turn off the social media, turn off get the rid porn, of it. turn off the And get get off day naps, man. Get off <laughs> get off naps, all of sure. them. I got yeah. man, quite a while ago I got off everything, off the Tinder, yeah. the Bumble, all of it. All of it because it's fake and it and it was it was skewing my view of women, man. Mm-hmm. Like I if I'm swiping through someone's face and I'm scrolling through their stuff, I'm not reading anything they even really posted. Yeah. Like I'm just looking, "Oh, she got she has some nice tits, man. What does her booty look like?" Yeah. That's not cool, man. Yeah. That's not cool to view women through that lens because you're just looking at them as sexual objects and then when you if you actually meet them by this point you just like you just want to smash them you don't really even care what they're talking about yeah but but then too what happens is 
and we used to make fun of this idea, like, oh, that girl is like, you know, the girl that posts the the uh, the chest up picture, yeah, like yeah, only her, yeah. only her bust, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and we was like, oh, that girl, she don't look like that in real life. Like I could tell she's fat or something yeah, like that. Right. Um, but that's that same idea. Like she's right. created this superficial there version of herself, which is like you could do what you want to, um, but you're just gonna be, um, you're just gonna have a bunch of disappointed men that right. meet you in person. It's just True. better to be the most authentic version of yourself. True. And 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 it doesn't have to be, um, like you don't have to like. Um, doctor yourself up or, you know, look terrible in a picture. Exactly. But you could even wear makeup in a picture, but, you know, just take a nice realistic picture of yourself so True. people know. There's even, even guys do it. Like, you know, there's yeah. so there's so much pressure put on um, a, a man's height by women. Ouch. That a, a lot of guys will, you know, formulate pictures or... They make them look taller. Yeah, yeah, Sad. yeah. Sad. Yeah. And, there's such, and the percentage of men that are six foot is dangerously low i think the whole country i think it's like 16 percent. i think it is yeah i think it was a 16 percent. i think it's 16 percent. Mm-hmm. and then for men my height men around six two and up it's 3.9 percent that's crazy that's not 3.9 percent of black men or white men that's 3.9 percent of men i fit in the 3.9 percent of men in america that are six foot two or taller yeah and women be like he gotta be six foot it's like good fucking luck yeah good luck like I'm not even six foot. I'm five eleven and three quarters or something. Yeah, you're around. You're around. Around. Yeah, I, I say six feet. Around there, yeah. I say six one on when a you, good day. When you grow your hair out, <laughs> <laughs> I be telling people I'm six. I'm six feet in the summertime. Yeah, when it's hot out. <laughs> when it's hot out, <laughs> legs stretch out a little bit when it gets hot. <laughs> yeah, man. But you guys get the gist of it. Yeah. yeah don't don't uh, subscribe too much to. Um, to things you can't control, whether you're the one judging someone for something that they can't control yeah. or you're being judged for something you can't control. Just yeah. know it's really it's not real. It's it's a unrealistic, um, uh, unrealistic mindset to have. Yeah. Just out in the world in general. I think also, you know, to close, I think we just have to we have to find out what we actually like. Right. Like, do you like a thick girl just because you've seen every hip hop music video right. growing up, or do you like a thick girl because of like yourself? Mm. Or is it okay to have a you know a girl that's a little bit slimmer? Right. You know what I mean, that's a good that's a good point. Mm-hmm. Like, are you are you literally referencing something that mm-hmm. created your interest? Yeah. Or are your interests really yours? Yeah. Yeah. Damn, man, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. All right, switching gears. Um, people being emotionally selfish. Uh-huh. Um, there's many examples of this. I think out in the world, uh, people being emotionally selfish is where they're willing to do things that are self-serving. Even if those things hurt you, they don't care. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it be a guy like a dude, let's say he's dating some chick or whatever the case. And, you know, he got a side chick. Right. And he's he's hiding it from his wife or his girlfriend. And he's doing it because he's got the best of both worlds. He's got the, the woman at home that's doing shit for him folding his clothes and making yeah. him lunch and shit. He's loving that, but he wants some pussy on the side and that's what makes him happy. Yeah. But you know, he hides it from his wife. As long as she doesn't find out, it's not a problem. And that's extremely emotionally selfish. Yes. Uh, because you're subjecting someone to something that you probably would not like. 
Oh no! Yeah, yeah. especially men. We we our men ego be losing their mind. Our ego could not take it, man. Heck no! Nah. Somebody sticking dick in your girl. That's worse than lose a, it. That's worse than a used condom, man. <laughs> 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 what if they don't use a condom? Oh, that's that's even, worse. oh that's even worse. Busting your girl down with naked dick. <laughs> 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 oh man, that's gotta suck. <laughs> you know, it's funny too. Uh, Charlemagne referenced it in his book, and I've heard someone else say it before. But um, when when their girl like steps out on them, yeah, they always ask like about the other dude's sex game. Right? Like, was, was his dick bigger than mine? Right? Was, like, is, did he hit it like me? Type vibes. Yeah, like you don't got to worry about you know your girl doing that if you're doing what you're supposed to do. Yeah. If she steps out on you anyways, and it's her fucking loss, she fucked it up. But yeah, I think you got to be. She's losing in that aspect. She's losing mm-hmm. that aspect. But you got to be a solid dude, man. Mm-hmm. I do not subscribe to cheating at all. If you want some, if you want to get some ass, just be single, man. Don't mm-hmm. don't get with a woman and get her emotions running high, and then you just running out on her. That ain't cool, man. Yeah. Um, but basically, there's multiple um, examples of emotional selfishness. Another yeah. one. For example, would be women in the whole guy friends conversation, mm-hmm. you know, or like I have guy friends or, you know, I have a lot of guy friends. It's almost like they try to give you a warning. I have a lot of guy friends, you know, and I'm friends with my ex. And I'm thinking like you I, women, you need to understand something. They're very like a, like a legitimately real decent man is not going to stick around while you still being friends with your ex hanging out with them. That's weird. Yeah. Like, think about how weird this is. Imagine if I told, like, my wife or girlfriend, hey, I'm about to go catch up with my ex. Uh, the, you know the girl I used to eat her ass and her pussy? Yeah, I'm about to go uh, hang out with her and have some lunch. That sounds wild, but that's literally, that's what's, literally happening. what's happening. That's literally what's happening. So if you try to tell your man, hey, I'm hanging out with my ex, the dude I used to blow him, yeah, I'm going to go out and go to lunch with him. You sound mm-hmm. like a moron. Ladies, stop it. The one that used to give me back shots, we're going to take shots yeah, at the bar. We're going to take shots at the bar. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people are selfish. They do these things to keep their options open. That's uh-huh. all they're doing. Like, I have a lot of guy friends. Ladies, let's be clear. Can you be friends with men? Of course. Of course you can. However, there are very few men that you can be friends with because that relationship has to be strictly platonic. Mm-hmm. Strictly platonic. My thing is, is. I'm not a jealous dude. If I was dating a chick and she had a guy friend and the guy, she's known him since they was like in elementary and they just really cool. You can tell if that's the case. And you know what would happen in that situation? I don't want you to forget your point, yeah. but if she's cool with her, uh, this person and then um, just knowing based of like based off of your relationship with your girl, mm-hmm. you probably would have mutual interest in like people like that. So mm. you guys might develop a relationship. Right. Like, hey, there you is, go. What is James doing is, you know, right. is, he should come over for dinner. Or right. Like that. Yeah. I wouldn't have any problem with inviting. Like if I, you know, I'm married or it's my girl. Yeah. And she has a homeboy and he's a legit friend. And I could tell another thing too, is you could tell by the vibes, man, if the guy comes over and he's acting a little bit strange, and or if, if she doesn't introduce you to the dude at all, yeah. how this dude's supposed to be your guy friend, but you never bring him around. Mm-hmm. Think about that. Mm-hmm. It's just it's a lot of things people do that are emotionally selfish, but they think that they deserve somebody that's good. Yeah. If I'm fucking some chick, you know, I, I was fucking her eight, nine months ago or three years ago and I have a wife now or a girlfriend, I'm not bringing that fucking chick around. Mm -hmm. There's nothing that me and her need to talk about. Mm -hmm. You know, that shit is old news. Why is she still around? And the only reason why she would be around is it's just a smokescreen. A lot of people are selfish. 
They're so emotionally so emotionally selfish, they can never operate in a real relationship. Mm-hmm. Cuz if they tried, they would fuck it up. There's a lot of people that never admit to it. There's a lot of women that never admit to it that you fucked up every relationship you've been in because you keep trying that same tired bullshit. You keep having all these guy friends around. You got all these options open. Yeah. Some people keep their options open too long. Mm-hmm. Where they'll be in a full-fledged relationship, but they got like four dudes they was talking to before they got with you, but they still kind of slowly talking yeah. to the guys. They haven't really stopped talking to them. That, they, that, there's an, I don't even think um, us as men can operate that that way. It takes a it takes a, it's a small percentage of men that can have a platonic relationship. Very with true. And um, for the possibility of that being like four or five people. Right. It's, just, it's just very it's slim. It's just very slim. And and it's very naive. And a lot mm-hmm. of what a lot of women don't realize too is they they enjoy the guys that are around because <clears> a lot <throat> of these guys are beta males. They will hang around women and not have the balls to make their move. And the woman friend zones them. So what these guys are, they're they're old friend zone dudes that don't have the balls to make a move on a girl they really like. Yeah. And they're just hanging around. And they actually a lot of times women keep these dudes around because they boost their confidence. They feel good about it. They keep the dude around. And the guy, the guy really wants you. He wants Mm -hmm. to do things to you. But you just call him a friend. You need to cut these dudes off. Yeah. It's emotionally selfish. Because if you get with a dude that you really like, he ain't going to play that shit. Yeah. Period. And and what happens, too, is like you have to protect your partner more so than some fictitious relationship. Right. That's ridiculous. Yeah. If you're more willing to defend this bullshit friendship you have with X amount of guys, then you don't care about being in a real relationship. Yeah. You need to get with one of those... uh, one of those dudes that really don't care that you deal with a bunch of guys because he's probably fucking somebody himself. Mm-hmm. Any any guy that would allow you to be around a bunch of dudes and say, I have guy friends and they just don't have a problem with it. More than likely that guy's fucking some chicks. I have guy friends to me sounds like a gangbang. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I get along better with guys than girls. I've heard that a million times. And I'm thinking like if, if that's the case, like if that's the case, right, that, that doesn't really make sense. I get along better with guys than girls, but the same girl will be complaining about guys. Exactly. I think <laughs> I, I heard I've, I've heard this before, too. I, I was just thinking about that while you were talking. Right. Right. Um, it's, it's just all a lie, because what happens is, you know, and I've seen it firsthand. I've heard about those scenarios where the right. girl is like, yeah, I have, a, I have a lot of guy friends. And if a guy can't deal with that, that's his problem. Mm-hmm. But also she's getting dicked down by, by one of those people that she considers her. A hundred percent. Like one or two of those people. A hundred percent. And mm-hmm. people the thing about it is no one's going to mention that. And there's probably some women listening like, oh, this is such a lie you guys are so wrong first of all this this is how human nature works Mm -hmm. right do you think that people that are single are just celibate no No. somebody's fucking them somebody's for sure it's same thing with men men are not just sitting around i'm single so i'm cutting myself off sexually nobody's doing anything to my (laughs) nobody's doing anything to my penis (laughs) so out of and first of all if a woman is is even remotely attractive she has suitors she has guys that really like her. Mm-hmm. She has guys that want to do stuff. And she has guys she can conveniently actually reach out to. Now, she might not be able to find a real man like a guy that really is legit, but she could get some dick. Yeah, easy. She somebody. 
yeah, she she could get some dick easy, either from her ex or one of these guys that she say is her guy friend. He probably used to smash it back in the day, but he was okay in bed, so she still allows him to come through. Double back. She he'll double Have back. Have you ever got that double that double back wop? Oh yeah, I got the double back wop. <laughs> Yeah, the double back. <laughs> you really wasn't expecting, like, you know, it's been a while. <laughs> Let me text her, see how she's doing. And y'all just end up. And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden, yeah. WAP City. Yeah, WAP City. WAP City, bitch. WAP, WAP City, bitch. 10, 10, 10, 20s on your titties, bitch. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, that's so funny. Yeah. That's crazy. That crazy. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, just, I just think that we got to stop. We, like this, like the conversations we having is probably bothering people, but this mm-hmm. is the real world because it's 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 probably true to them. Yeah, it's one, definitely true. One thing I will say though is that um, this emotional selfishness comes a lot from um, like think about Jada Pinkett's situation. A hundred percent. There's a lot of women instead of or men also. Um, there's a lot of women that will, instead of just working on themselves and mm-hmm. figuring themselves out after a, you know, a, a long, hard relationship, right. they'll just go get some dick. Yeah. They're, try, they're trying to discover themselves through dick. Yeah. They're, they're trying to dick. <laughs> they're trying to dick discover themselves. <laughs> and then they'll be like, don't slut shame me. I'm not slut shaming you at all. Yeah. I'm not. I just know that you're human. Stop lying. Yeah. You know, stop, stop, stop trying to act like you're not doing the same things that men are. Mm-hmm. Uh, with men, I think a lot of times with men, it's, it's, it's also selfish. Like I mentioned earlier, I know a dude, not going to say no names. Um, he was dealing with the chick. Really smart, funny, yeah. college degree, easygoing chick. Just seems like, you know, wife material. Like yeah. the very there's a very small percentage of women who yeah. fit that mold. And you like, yo, that's just like that's somebody's mo- like, And when that comes, you gotta lock it down. You gotta like you gotta games. all that boy shit you've been doing. When you get a woman like that, bro, if you want her to stick around, you need to cut out the nonsense. Yeah. Period. Yeah. Well, I, I know dudes that got girls like that that cheat on them, man. Yeah, it's so selfish too. These these women, um, have professional careers. They make these dudes lunches for work. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And and you know they just out, they out the way. They not trying to act like a thought on social media. Mm-hmm. Like they they fit all. They they basically check all the boxes. Mm-hmm. And here I am, a single dude, just minding my business. And I'm thinking like, I would not mind a woman like that. Yeah. And then this same dude is over there fucking some thought from one of these bars behind his wife's back. Mm-hmm. That's fucking garbage. Yeah, that ain't that ain't cool, man. I think I think I think it's a like a high that people chase. That's what it is. Um, because it, it, it. But what happens is it's it's you'll never be fulfilled. No, you know if you cheat on your girl once and you know you find a girl that's maybe her booty is a little bit bigger, maybe her titties. That's is gonna a be an excuse big. for you. Yeah, but the, but then it's like you're, you're never gonna be fulfilled in that aspect because there's always gonna and like J Cole said. You know, there's always going to be, you know, somewhere better out there on the tours. There's yeah. always, you know, there's always going to be someone that's more beautiful. Right. That does a li- something a little bit better. But right. at the end of the day, like the most important thing is that that genuine relationship that, uh, that you guys have. That, that's so. why it's important to be a solid dude. You know mm-hmm. why? Um, because being a solid man and being on your purpose, you realize that. I know there's dudes that are more handsome than me that want my girlfriend. I know that there's dudes that are smarter than me that are interested in my girlfriend or wife. Mm -hmm. I know there's dudes that taller than me. Maybe dudes probably got a bigger penis. Right. And that's why I I act right. Yeah. Because I don't want her to get an extra two inches from another dude. (laughs) That would be terrible. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Dang. No, nah, but it's it's just one of those things, man. Um, yeah. And I think that ultimately people need to call themselves out. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. You, you have to realize, too, I think um, this emotional selfishness is so it, it takes shape in many different ways. And uh, one of the ways that, you know, I, I had this like discovery maybe a while back and it happens a lot. Like if you are if the for the listeners out there, if you are that person that um, like people lean on right. when they're going through something like, you know, somebody may be um, they may be dealing with something with their with their mom or their relationship right. or whatever. And they always call you like, hey, man, you know, are you busy right now? Yeah. And they'd be like, um, you know, I'm just I'm just over here. Well, look what happened to me today. And oh you you God. may actually be busy, but they didn't even let you answer no. the question. And then they just pour out all this yeah. information on you. Right. And you could be having the best day of your life. Yeah. Like you just got some good head. <laughs> 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 the day is going. It's sunny outside. All these amazing things are happening. Just had a bowl of cereal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Don't fuck my day. After I ate my bowl of cereal, do not fuck my day. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so all these things are happening so so wonderfully for you, and then somebody just pours out all this sad information. Oh my god, that's another form of emotional selfishness because you feel like you could dump your shit on me. Mm -hmm. Don't dump your problems on somebody and just keep doing it. That's Mm -hmm. very emotionally self. Not once have you asked that person, "How's your day going? How are you feeling, man? How are you? Are you okay?" Yeah. Instead of asking them that, you say, hey, what's up, man? Hey, man, my girlfriend just be treating me bad, man. Yeah. I'm like, dude, then how about you fucking man up and leave her alone? How yeah. about that? Yeah. I've had to look. My thing is, I, I it, it annoys me when men continue to have um, problems with women late into their, you know, in, in their mid 30s or early 30s. It's like, bro, you should have learned enough lessons by now that have taught you like the women to stay away from. Yeah, there's some women that I will simply just not deal with because I know they're a problem. Mm-hmm. I've been on dates with chicks and I'm like, you know what? This chick is. And it, there was a time it wasn't that long ago. I was on a date with this chick. Really nice body. Very pretty. But I never want to see her again on any level mm-hmm. because she has too many problems in her life. Yeah. Oh, my God. Terrible. Five minutes into the date, you know, my baby's dad, he's just, oh, yeah, I don't know what's going on with him. That's I, why. I don't know. He's this and that. I don't want to fucking hear about your baby's dad. Yeah. I came on, we went on the date to talk to each other and learn about each other. Yeah. And you and complain about a whole nother nigga. Yeah. I'm not fucking that guy. What the fuck are you yeah. talking about? You the one that fucked him. Okay. Yeah. That's your problem. I came here to see how you were doing. Mm-hmm. And, and what I did is I just told her shit like, look, I don't, I don't know the guy. I don't really, I don't want to form an opinion on someone I don't know. Yeah. And she's like, oh, okay, yeah, but he's just terrible. He's just terrible. I'm like, and I'm thinking to myself, what if he's actually a good person and you're the one that's a fucking piece of shit? That's why I, you you can never believe <laughs> whatever person is giving this information. Yeah. Especially like, so sometimes you hear it and you like, you'd be like, dang, like for a split second, you'd be like, dang, this nigga is really crazy. Yeah. But then you'd be like, well, the person talking to me is slightly crazy also. So, <laughs> Yeah. It, people are toxic, man. That's yeah. the average. I won't say the average person, but most people, I might say average. Fuck it. <laughs> is toxic in some in some capacity. Mm-hmm. And a lot of women are toxic because the men they've dealt with are toxic. And those are the men that they gravitate to. Yeah. What a lot of women don't realize, too, is the men that they deal with mold their perception of men. Yeah. So when they deal with a toxic dude long enough and then they finally break away from him, they gravitate to another toxic motherfucker. In a different aspect. In a different aspect. He's fulfilling a different, he's f- a different role. He's fulfilling that adventure and that toxic 
like nature that you've grown to love. Yeah. So you you basically a lot of women say shit like I don't know why I can't find mm-hmm. somebody. It's because you keep dealing with the same motherfuckers. Yeah. You know you you broke up with Chad. Now you're dealing with Brad. Yeah. Same fucking dude. Mm-hmm. Switch your letters around. Switch the letters around. Yeah. Took one letter out, put another one in. <laughs> if my, yeah. if I'm uh, spelling it correctly. Brad, C-H and then B-R-A-D. Yeah, let's not overthink this, Keith. <laughs> <laughs> you get the point, though, man. Yeah. Uh, I, I was, te- I think I was telling you this off air. They, they make this joke a lot on the Joe Budden podcast about uh-huh. um, asking, asking women almost prematurely, like, like, what's your relationship like with your dad? Right. And yeah. they, they say it in a joking way. And, and, but in reality, there's some seriousness to it. Right. Mm. Because those are the type of things that can prevent you from being in a toxic relationship. So mm. obviously when you're on your first date, that's probably not a conversation you can have true or should have. No, nah. but um, I think it's very important to understand like what people's families, family dynamics are because a lot of that stuff is poured into the relationship you're having currently. Right. And you could escape a lot of um, bad experiences if you know, like the history of a, of a person. Yeah. yeah that In is. that case, that girl eliminated herself very quickly because she was like, yeah. she told you her history within the first five minutes. And, and I'm like, just and I'm sitting there eating like I think I was eating pizza or something. I'm, I'm listening to her talk and I'm just like, mm hmm. That's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. When, when think, remember this, folks. When someone doesn't give a fuck what you're talking about, they just be like, "Wow, that's crazy." Wow, that's crazy. And I was doing that to her. Wow, that's crazy. I don't want to. I don't care about your dad, your ch- baby's daddy not paying you child support. I don't deal with this shit. Yeah, I don't deal with this. Like my life does not uh, have. I don't have drama in my life. I yeah. don't. I, I know that might sound uh, like a lie, but I don't deal with drama in my personal life yeah i work i do a podcast i'm growing a business from the ground up not anything you created yeah i'm what not any drama you no created. not any drama i created i don't mm-hmm. bring, and i don't bring drama to people mm-hmm. so when my thing is, is what turns me off really fast is as soon as you start meeting these chicks and they tell you about how bad their situation is with their ex i'm not look i'm only trying to do two things with women that's it I'm a grown man. I do not have time to play games. I'm not looking for a fucking pen pal. I'm not looking for a text buddy. We are either pursuing a relationship or we're fucking. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. If you, if we're not pursuing something serious, trying to get to know each other or having sex, you need to get the fuck out of my face because I'm busy. I don't have time for it. Okay. (laughs) And (laughs) I'm just being honest. Yeah. But it's just, I don't know. People are weirdos. Uh, Switching gears. Stop putting your expectations on people uh, that me and Keith were talking earlier this week about this, about how you will expect things from people. And it's not based on what they are actually about. It's based off of you. Yeah. So like, man, you should have, man, he should have got this done earlier than this. And it's like, bro, do you know who you're talking about? You're probably talking about a person that has no drive. They don't have any effort in anything they do, but you expect for them to do that. Yeah. That's more or less something you do. Yeah. It's not from them. I mean, this happens a lot. So like there's a, you know, a small group of my friends that are on the come up in different aspects, whether they're right. shooting music videos or podcasting or stand up comedy or whatever the case may be. And um, what happens a lot is like us just being, um, you know, community type people. Right. We want to bring other people up with us. 100%. So, you know, the person that's not. Um, doing as much as they can, we may we may hit them up and be like, "Yo, 
you should start a podcast. Yo, mm-hmm. you should do this. You should you should um, mm-hmm. you should get on stage. You should do comedy. Right. All these type of things. And then what happens is we feel so let down when the when the people we're talking about don't yeah, don't, don't do, do what we what we say. But but that has nothing to do with with them. That's only on us you, because yeah. we're putting our expectations on those people. Exactly. And and what happen what will happen is that every single time that happens, you're going to be let down. Yeah, a hundred percent. I think with with me, for example, um, I think that consistency, um, for me, consistency is everything. And not only from, you know, um, just an aspect of like some of business, like me and Keith have done this podcast is episode 132. So we brought you content every week for over two years. Yeah. So you've literally have not went one week without content. Mm -hmm. And we like to build these relationships because there's integrity in that. You know, you you cannot take that away. Yeah. Um, Another thing, too, is um, you. See, I had a brain fart. I had a stroke for a second. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, uh, but for example, um, you may like, for example, you said, oh, you should start this. You should do this. And you're let down. And it's only based off of what you've done already. Yeah. You've already done a podcast with this many episodes. You've Mm -hmm. already you've already did this and that. I've, I've told some people to get their CDL. Uh, you know, I was like, hey, man, if you, you don't want to make you want to make you said you want to make some money, man, then, you know, get your CDL and they hit me up if you need help that they oh, I'm gonna definitely hit you up, man. And then mm-hmm. they never hit me up. Yeah. And then when I have a conversation with them later, they be like, oh, man, I'm working on it. I'm trying to do this. I'm thinking like, dude, you're full of shit. Yeah. Because if you were serious, you would have already done something. Yeah. But you haven't done anything. You got to start walking. Yeah. You got to like what they say. You got to crawl before you walk. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think um, it happens a lot in relationships, too. Um, so there's uh, these, you know, where sh- our life and our experiences are shaped by, you know, movies, right. Disney Channel movies and stuff like that. So there may be some girl that is uh, expects a very formal relationship. Right. You know, she's she's seen Cinderella and all these different things with the guy is uh, or different movies where the guy opens the door. Right. right. Brings her flowers every day and yeah. all these things. So she, like she expects that. You know, from her partner, 100%. but that's re- really her putting her own expectations 100%. on her partner, and she's always going to be let down, you 100%. know, because because of that. Like, so in some aspects, those things are good, right? It's and you know, it's, yeah. it's okay to open up a door, bring flowers, and stuff like that. But once you have that expectation, it almost becomes unrealistic. It does, yeah, yeah, because something had an influence on you at yeah. some point, mm-hmm. and that influence turned into law mm-hmm. at some point, yeah. Yeah, you're right. It's not even like it's not even like a thing to be happy about. It's something that's like if it doesn't happen, it's the end of the world. Right. And that's just not how human beings work. Mm -hmm. You you have to. There's a certain level of compromise. Mm -hmm. And I think that if that compromise is too steep for you, then it's okay. You shouldn't deal with it. If it makes you feel uncomfortable, don't do it. Yeah. But you'll be searching to the end of the fucking world. Yeah. You know, no, no woman or no man is ever going to fit your uh, criteria completely. Yeah. There's always going to be something that this dude does or something that this girl does that does not match with what you fucking want. Yeah. Period. There's no like real, like perfect match out Mm -mm. there. No. Um, But you know, I think what happens is you, you, there's, there has to be a, 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 some sort of um, compromise in that sense. Because like I was saying, our, what, what we want in a relationship is shaped by, you know, just our, 
cultural upbringing. Maybe right. maybe you want a girl that's similar to your mom or, you know, your yeah. aunt or your grandma or something like that. But then you realize, like, your girl don't know how to cook. She's a terrible cook. And it's just yeah. like, you know, but that that's that can't be the end of the world. Like, in reality, right. that don't matter. If you it can't, doesn't. if she can't cook, like, you can order food, you can order meal yeah. preps or whatever. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. You got to be willing to compromise. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I lost my space. I was going to say something too. Um, but yeah, man, um, it, it's, I mean, you, I don't want to beat the same point over the head, over the head, but, um, ultimately when you are, when you have an idea and the person you meet or the things you're doing don't meet the expectation, you got to realize how much of it is you. Mm-hmm. It's not, yeah. the, it's not the other people, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I've seen it in reverse too, as far as like, mm-hmm. um, so there may have been a flaw in a previous relationship and um, that person is ex- expecting you to almost be the total opposite of their past relationship. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. Well, the problem with that is, is don't use your ex as a metric yeah. or as a, you know, a, a, a example of what I'm supposed to be the opposite of. I've never met this motherfucker. Yeah. Right. Never, <laughs> never met him. Yeah. You know, and it's that's not cool. And it also is problematic because, you know, how much do you still consider that person? Right. If you're using them as an example of what I'm not supposed to be. Yeah. How about you leave me the fuck alone? Yeah. If you won't let me be myself. Yeah. That's a problem, man. That's a problem. And, yeah. you know, um, they'll be like, yeah, well, my, my, my ex used to make the eggs that way. And it was really good. You know, she wasn't great at everything, but she was great at making that. You'd be like, that is so, that's not cool. Demeaning it's for demeaning. a partner. Yeah. Yeah. It, and there's men that do it to women and there's women. And the thing about it too is it, imagine if, you know, this is for the ladies. Imagine if you got, you got a nice booty or you got a fat booty mm-hmm. and then the dude got with you and said, yeah, I know you had a nice, you were thick. I liked you. And then somehow you see a picture of his ex and her booty was bigger than yours. Yeah. Think about that. That's yeah. That's a that that in itself is just like yeah. This is it's almost like uh, he had expectations, and I won't say he had expectations, but he kind of basically you were like the doppelganger. Mm-hmm. That's strange, man. That yeah, I think you. I, I I've seen it before where like somebody I used to talk to, um, they end up in. And not like we would be like friends with benefits or whatever, and then they end up getting a real boyfriend, right? And their boyfriend looked like similar to me, like (laughs) a scruffy beard and a nasty afro. And I'm like, oh damn, dang, glasses, glasses, and got a college degree and boogers in his nose. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He hang out with a big, big black dude. <laughs> Dang, that'd be crazy. Like, imagine you're with a chick, and then you know we, we do a podcast, whatever, and she breaks up with you and gets with another dude with a podcast. God, that would be hot. Yeah, I'd be like, man, this podcast ain't even better than mine. What would really be hurtful if if she break up with you and then she get uh, she turn lesbian and then a the girl look like you? Oh <laughs> fuck! <laughs> God damn, she got boogers in her nose too. Fuck. <laughs> Her beard thicker than yours. Oh my god, she left you for young and man, <laughs> bro. Those girls with the little beards gotta stop, man. Yeah, that mug look crazy. Yeah, that should be crazy. <laughs> yeah. All right, switching gears. Uh, Wells Fargo CEO, um, CEO Charles Sharp stated through a Zoom when he was on Zoom meeting, he uh, stated he didn't. Well, he hadn't met the diversity goals due to 
a limited pool of qualified qualified black talent. Uh, he later apologized and stated that his remarks reflected his unconscious bias and is working diligently to make meaningful changes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, here's the deal, man. Um, he hadn't met uh, the diversity standard um, uh, or his diversity goals, meaning having people of color in certain positions at his company. Mm-hmm. And he said it was due to a lack of uh, talent. And I think that's a really a bullshit excuse for that. Oh, of course. Yeah, we don't rep like pe- black people or people of color don't represent a very large number of people in America. But I mean, come on, man. I, I don't I don't know. That's just a bad. He could say like he, I think a better response initially would have been we're not sure why we haven't met it, but we are diligently looking for people of color, uh, you know, to do X and Y. That would have been better. But for him to say that on Zoom. That's finger tripping. Yeah, but he did apologize. <clears throat> he did apologize, and I'm willing to uh, not only see things from one view. When someone yeah. makes an apology and they want to make it right, I'm not going to hold that shit against them. I think uh, a couple of things. I think I don't even think, um, for the most part, job hires <clears throat> get anywhere in his vicinity. If you're the right. CEO of Wells Fargo, you're probably dealing with much bigger stuff as far as stocks and and all these type of things. I don't even know if like day-to-day hiring is something that, you know, crosses your 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 table. Maybe sure. in the, in the in the aspect of now this is such a conversation what about, about like the executive positions. Yeah, I, I guess that's the case. I'm sure, you know, yeah. if you if you like the um CFO or whatever, you know, executive, that that right. may that may come across your table. Um but I don't I'm not really sure in what aspect, you know, they were talking about if it's, if it was just regular Wells Fargo branches or what, but mm-hmm. But in that case, but also like um, there is such a bias in the hiring process already. Right. Right. Because a lot of times on the on the applications, they're asking for your ethnicity. Right. They're asking for your name. And just those two things alone alone can allow people to start um, putting their biases on the application. Very true. Mm-hmm. Do you really want to hire Shanika? <laughs> <laughs> Shanika Thompson? I don't know. I, I, her name does not really sound like she's uh, qualified for this position. <laughs> exactly. Did yeah. you know, I think there was a, uh, there was a statistic that people with more black sounding names were more like, were less likely to get hired. Yeah. That's so fucked up. Yeah. I would totally get the job. I sound like a white guy. Yeah. I get the I get that luxury too, right? <laughs> but, name Keith Fingers? This yeah. guy's definitely white. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people be thinking I'm white before they see me. Yeah. My name is Eddie McGee. That is probably the least black name you would ever come across. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. But it's just, it's just, it's unfortunate in that, in that aspect. But what I do, will say is that I respect his response. Right. And it, it wasn't the greatest response. You know, I didn't love it, but I respected it because he was honest. He, you yeah. know, he basically he was you know he was speaking from his from his heart um and hopefully they change it for me um wells fargo is just a terrible bank anyway so yeah, i'm not terrible. really rocking with them Mm-mm. rocking with them but um you know hopefully they do get some more um color in there and i think a great thing that Charlemagne did he gave that guy donkey of the day but then at the end of the donkey of the day he gave out his email and he was like hey you know for all you color people out there send your resume to him so he don't have an excuse as to not hire any um, talented black people. So. Wow. Yeah, that's, yeah, that was a smart suggestion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just, I just think ultimately um, when people do this, um, they don't. These are the conversations they have amongst people outside of the public eye. 
So when they're having a conversation in like a room and it's like five dudes, they're like, yeah, this is no black people. This is not any good. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This is not smart enough to get this job. Yeah. But then when you fuck up and you say that in public, man. You could tell some of these people don't don't do a lot of public speaking. Nah. Because it's 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 even for me, um, you know, even on this podcast, as much as we say pretty much anything we want, like we just talked about Asians having small dicks. I didn't say that. That was well. Cute. I just talked about Asians having small. No, that's. Dicks. <laughs> 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 I'm gonna get fired from where, but um, <laughs> but no, I think um, you know as much as we say you know a bunch of funny stuff on here, we still have a, a certain censor. You know about herself. We're not on here, you know, saying any you know homophobic slurs or right. you know being uh, outside of just telling jokes here and there. Not we're not trying to be demeaning or racist towards 100%. any any community or culture or anything. So even in that aspect, you know, we we censor ourselves. Um, but you could tell some of these people um, by the way they speak and when they get the opportunity to speak and how many times they say the most reckless thing you can say in a giving setting. Um, you could tell these people don't speak a lot. No, mm-hmm. they don't. And and the thing about it too is, is if they do speak, it's in reference to business and numbers. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, not, it's not really based on having real mm-hmm. uh, conversations. Yeah. So when it comes down to it, like, so why do you think that the the percentage of black people in the cut in in this line of business in your corporation, why is it not meeting the standard? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, we're doing everything we can, but the mm-hmm. blacks, they just got they're not doing it right. Mm-hmm. And it's like, wait a minute. Yeah, yeah. Can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Matt, can you imagine this? Like, I man, I probably would be like, yo, I gotta, uh, I gotta, I gotta big him up if he did this. They'd be like, so why do you think there's such a low number of blacks or African Americans in these positions? Well, the blacks got to get it together. <laughs> I'd be like, damn. Ain't nothing I can say about that. What really happened is we hired one black and he was dicking down our, all of our, our God dang. Oh, wow. <laughs> all of our executives. Oh, wow. <laughs> I had a, uh, Keith had a stroke. I had a, the first live stroke on a podcast. Ever. Jesus Christ. Yeah. That joke was stuck up there, man. <laughs> holla, holla. <laughs> oh, man. That was funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, to make a long story short, there's not too much we can say about this. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish the guy well. Um, I don't have any uh, any any malice towards this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe he just caught himself in a moment. I'm not going to say, he's racist and that's why he's just so racist. Because you don't want to start throwing around racism on everybody. Because then what happens is, is you dilute the issue so much that when it actually needs to be brought up, nobody wants to hear it. It turns into the boy that cried wolf. Yeah. You know, so I will reserve this uh, this moment to say uh, good luck to this guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, switching gears, uh, the Brianna Taylor case. This is a very nuanced topic, man. It's very nuanced based on the fact that there's a lot of things that got released, and it's hard to really uh, comprehend all of it. And there's mm-hmm. a lot of legal jargon and uh, things that I really don't understand. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is some basic points that we were able to pull out of our asses. And um, I ain't pulling nothing out of my ass. Like I said, uh, we pulled things out. <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> ain't no bees. <laughs> <You know? laughs> All right. Well, basically, um, one of the things that we've seen, I guess Charles Barkley got donkey of the day for what he said. I, I didn't get what he said verbatim. But uh, basically, he was saying that um, he, in a nutshell, said it's this is not a George Floyd situation. Yeah. This is not a, a, a Matt Aubrey. Um, this case is different. 
you know, he was saying basically that the boyfriend Kenneth shot at the police and in turn, you know, they the police shot back at both of them. So that's pretty much what he was saying. He was like, yeah. I feel, and he did say that. He said he feels sorry for the girl. He doesn't think she should have been shot, but he was just saying, Let, let's not clump all these things together. This is a separate situation. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. I mean, multiple things are true. I think that um, whoever ex-boyfriend was, he was, a, he was a bad actor, you know, and that's not to, um, not to say, oh, well, she, she, well, she, what is she expecting? I'm just, no, mm-hmm. not doing that. <clears throat> I don't believe that she deserved to be shot. Mm -hmm. But I will also say the two things are true is that the company you keep can end up being the company to get you in trouble. Mm -hmm. And uh, the guy basically, he he had a a part of it. He he took a plea deal. And part of the plea deal was basically implicating um, uh, her on it. Mm -hmm. So that gave them, I guess, some type of cause to go and do have a warrant, like a no knock warrant, Mm -hmm. which a no knock warrant to me doesn't make sense. Mm I don't think you should. There's, there should not be a such thing as a no knock warrant, especially in a state like that where you can, you know, you can have your gun. Yeah, stupid. Yeah. These laws are so uh, they're, they they uh, they complicate each other. But but w- even in that situation, um, I believe even uh, both parties, the statements aligned. They said that um, they they actually knocked on the door, and it, it, I think it said about like thirty seconds, thirty forty five seconds. They knocked on the. Um, they knocked on the door, but they didn't announce themselves. Oh, so yeah. essentially, um, that's a that's a useless thing because you know if you don't mm-hmm. announce yourself, then you know you could but be anybody. The, but the problem is this though: we don't know if they announced themselves or didn't announce themselves because there's no fucking body cam footage. Yeah, where is the body cam footage? Mm-hmm. I think that in cases like this, if something like this happens in the future and there's no body cam footage, then all officers need to be indicted. There should be there should be body. There's no excuse. Mm-hmm. Where is the body cam footage? I don't want to see it five years from now. You know, how sometimes they said we just got body cam footage from the Breonna Taylor shooting five years ago. Mm-hmm. No, this should be concurrent. Mm-hmm. I think that whenever things like this happen, there should be concurrent information that is released to the public. Yeah, there should be a website when a shooting happens where that body cam footage is put on a website and everyone can see it. That's what I think. I think yeah. it should be not a live stream. Obviously, that's that's too intrusive, and on a police officer, it's like World Star for cops. Yeah, that, <laughs> <laughs> imagine if a cop hit somebody and lock and, and throw them to the ground. They'd be like World Star, It'd be another cop, cop. Star. Oh man, be fucked up. Yeah, but <clears throat> this should it should be public knowledge, man. If you if you shoot somebody down and you say, "Well, I told him this and I told him that," now why do we need to take your word over the other person's? Yeah. What makes you so credible and the person that you shot is like a liar? Mm-hmm. That's not cool. Because mm-hmm. even though you took a sworn oath, that should not give you um, a priority over the person you shot. You got to realize that as an officer, you're a public servant. Mm-hmm. So you work for the public. They don't work for you. Mm-hmm. So I, I just think they got to fix some shit, man. I, I don't and I don't walk around with the logic that cops are bad people. Cops are human beings. You know, mm-hmm. they, they're just doing a job. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, they're doing a job good or they're doing a job bad. Yeah, I agree. I think um, so. There was a lot of like you said, there was a lot of backlash as far as like Charles Barkley's uh, statements and a lot of uh, people, especially in the NBA and WNBA there, uh, you know, they're riding with Brianna Taylor. There's who say her name, hashtag yeah. say her name. And in every interview, they're, they're speaking of it as far as like the case. And 
um, you know, when they when the charges were brought up and it basically was uh, endangering, you know, the neighbor for recklessly shooting or whatever. A lot of people were in a, were in an uproar. Um, but um, when when you look at the, the case and you look at the statements from both people, um, it's going to be very difficult for them to get a homicide charge in this case because a lot of in Kenneth Walker, the, the Breonna Taylor's X. boyfriend, he was yeah. Well, they were all, they. Oh no, no. Kenneth is the new one. Yeah, the X one is something of something. Uh, I forgot his name, but anyways. Yeah, um, but even even with the Kenneth guy, they were like in an off and on relationships. They said and that and they and the information said that that wasn't necessarily his residence. He was just there, he was there. spending the night or whatever. But um, in that instance, um, both parties said that he fired first, mm-hmm. right? So. In in any sort of situation, I don't think Kenneth Walker did the wrong thing. 100%. If somebody's busting in your door and you don't know who it is, yeah, you got like them. you got the right to shoot at them. But also because of you know the surrounding information or for whatever probable cause they had to even get get a warrant for for Breonna Taylor, um, that led those people that were knocking at the door, kicking in the door to be police officers. 100%. So it's just a rebuttal, right? So it's right. both, it's, be- it's basically just these two parties um, combating, yeah. you know, one, uh, you know, one another first, um, you know, Kenneth Walker is combating the warrant, right? The police officers are combating the shot that was fired. Right. And then, you know, it's just back and forth, back and yeah, forth. But what, 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 here's the problem. The priority is still given to the police because you have to prove beyond a, beyond a shadow of a doubt that the police um, that they did announce themselves, mm-hmm. but if there was body cam footage, it would show. Did they announce themselves or that, not? They got a no knock warrant though, so then he announcing themselves hasn't. You don't need to announce themselves if you have a no knock warrant. That's true. Yeah, but there's still there's still something left out without mm-hmm. the body cam footage. Like what? I, who but knows? The, to me, I don't. I don't think it matters. Ah. You have a no knock warrant. You could do whatever you want to to That's get true. into there. Yeah. But then also both parties are not. They're saying the same thing. Mm. So it would be different if Kenneth Walker was like they shot first and then I shot back. Right. right but both right. of them are saying that Kenneth Walker shot first. Ah. So there's not really any right. like any gray area in, no, in not. that. Yeah. So that alleviates everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I mean he's, he was pro two A and he legally owned a firearm. Yeah. So he was. He was arrested, but he was let go. Mm-hmm. So if if that's the case, and it's there's still some things there's still some loose ends because the police also did not concurrently um, report it. They basically put that there was no bodily injury to Breonna Taylor, and she was fucking dead. Yeah. So, so they didn't update it until I don't even think they updated it. Just, mm-hmm. They just left it that way. And I think it there's all types of legal loopholes and things where they probably say, "Hey, don't fill out anything. Just turn this in, and we'll take care of it." Mm-hmm. There's things that the police did that were out of they were out of process somehow. Mm-hmm. I, I I heard mm-hmm. and I don't even know if this is true, but they were saying that there was there was so they surrounded the the apartment or, or whatever. Right. But I heard that there was uh, police officers on the outside of the building that were just shooting up into the building. Oh fuck! I, I don't know if that's just you know what I heard, but I don't know if that's true or not. But mm. even if that's the case, that's wild, and that's yeah. part of the reason why there was you know bullets. Bullets in, everywhere. Every, yeah, yeah. There was like thirty eight. Yeah, there's a shots lot. Or something like but that. the problem too, ultimately, is this: is the the biggest issue is the people investigating is is themselves. Yeah. So I mean, how much do we fucking know, man? And yeah. and. You know, you got all those bullets in there. I don't know. It was supposed to be three cops. 
Uh, yeah. I, well, yeah, I think it was three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. They, and then only the one got charged for. I wonder if they emptied out the magazines or did they change them? Cause as many bullets as in there, man. Somebody had to change their magazine at least once. Something. Yeah. So it's just it's just an unfortunate situation. Um, and I, I I understand what um, Charles Barkley and Shaq were saying as mm-hmm. far as like we we just can't put and this the same thing we said about the guy in Atlanta that yeah, was got, tasing the cops. That, yeah. It's like it's unfortunate that Brianna Taylor died and it seems like she was on a on a straight and narrow as far as like, you know, being an EMT or 100%. trying to be a police officer or whatever, but it's just um I think the most the the biggest thing we can take away from this situation is that we have to be, especially black women, I want black women to be very mindful of the people that they bring in their lives. Hundred percent. Because um, in no situation will I have a warrant for, you know, a no knock warrant for me. Like this office that we're recording this podcast in, like the police ain't just kicking in the door. Obviously, there are certain situations you think about like J. Cole with, you know, when they kicked in his door and stuff like that. Yeah. But for the most part, like they not, you know, you need a you need uh, real evidence as far as like getting a warrant. So. Um, and she had ex-boyfriends that were, you know, doing, you know, some illegal activities and she had rented a car and they found somebody dead in the car like two or three days later. It's crazy. Stuff like that. That's the kind of, um, energy you just don't want to be surrounded by. hundred percent. And that's, that type of stuff doesn't really escape you. hundred percent. Yeah. And you also, people that, that don't like nuanced conversation, what they're going to do is they're going to cut out a clip where Keith said this. So you look at Keith, Keith being a coon. Yeah. And it's like, that's sad. You you got to listen to the whole conversation. The conversation is not chastising Breonna Taylor. It's the fact that this is for everyone. Yeah. Be what be mindful of the company you keep, because that company could uh, cause great problems in your life. Yeah. What did I just say about I was on a date with that chick and I knew I just never wanted to fucking see her again because she had too much drama. Yeah. With drama comes problems. So mm-hmm. imagine if I'm chilling with that chick at my house and I'm like, fuck it, she's crazy, but I'm gonna try to hit this. Mm-hmm. Right. And all of a sudden, you know, her ex shows up in my house and he's trying to get inside. Yeah, Like, no, no. Crazy stuff. I Cra- think I, I, um, I was telling you this on the phone. I was like, it's it's unfortunate. And I don't want this to be taken the wrong way as far right. as like me wanting these people to be shot. But no. it's unfortunate that every time um, an innocent person is killed, it's someone with a like a like a bad past. Right. Oh, yeah. So you think about Brianna Taylor and, you know, the, the type of man that she was dealing with and, you know, the legal situations that they were in. Or you think about like a Mike Brown who right. was, you know, accused of stealing cigarettes or, you know, right. walking through the you know, convenience store and stealing stuff. Or um, the the other guy that um, was outside loitering and selling cigarettes. Uh, the, big, the big dude. I forgot his name. Yeah. Phil- not Philando Castile. It was. Uh, oh, my God. I can't remember his name. Yeah, he's selling loose squares, and they fucking killed him. Yeah, yeah. Or the guy, the guy in Atlanta who basically tased a police officer, and they shot him. They shot him. So it's just unfortunate that um, it's it. We, me and Eddie, talk about this all the time. When it comes to the right and the people that essentially want us killed, anyways, right? That's just giving them ammunition. ammunition. So they can look at their history and they can see, like, well, she was dealing drugs anyway. She was dealing drugs. She yeah. Was, why would you know? It doesn't matter if she got shot. She was, you she know, was she dealing was, drugs. Yeah. George, and then, and then, you, what's funny is, is Candace Owens comes out after George Floyd dies, and she was echoing the same um, uh, extremely right wing yeah. racist rhetoric. Now, yeah. I'm not saying all right wing people are are racist, but there's a lot of right wing motherfuckers that are. 
And the ones that are have no problem with blaming George Floyd for his own death. Yeah. Even though the fucking cop was on his neck for almost nine minutes. Mm -hmm. But she gave ammo to the people that support her based on the fact that she blamed George. Well, he was a drug addict and a criminal. And we're the only people that support our criminals. When that's a lie. Mm -hmm. There's a historical context behind why this is. And the reason why a lot of black people will get out in front of something when a black person dies is because historically black people have never been. They've never gotten justice. No one had to atone for the things that happened to people in the black community. For example, 19 in the 1921 race massacre, when a bunch of random Joe blows, just random white people and the KKK were deputized. Yeah. This was a government sanctioned attack on black people Mm -hmm. in America. A lot of people still don't know this. They literally dropped bombs on black people in an affluent, all black area. So this was the most rich and affluent um, community a black community in America at the time in Greenwood and Tulsa. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they deputized regular people to go over there and loot, rob, burn, kill, and bomb black people. And no one was arrested for it. No one had to atone for it. Um, then you had Emmett Till. Emmett Till was killed and bludgeoning. And then once they arrested the dude, he went to the to uh, to the his case and it was a jury of all white men mm-hmm. and he was acquitted of the crime of killing Emmett Till. So didn't he even admit that he did it? I don't even know if he admitted that he did. Mm-hmm. I think, I'm not too sure. I don't want to go into that. But mm-hmm. he was acquitted of it. Mm-hmm. But um, but he was arrested based on the fact that he was linked to the murder. Mm-hmm. So no one had to atone for it. And it was so bad that Emmett Till's mother had a, um, a open casket to yeah. show what they did to her son. And her son's face was spread open yeah. and swollen. And it was all beat up and blood everywhere. So she wanted to show people what um, what the evils were towards black America back then. So when you have a whole historical context that goes back very far of black people, even fucking Rodney King was beaten on camera. Like seven different cops was fucking him up. up. And during the trial, they asked a few cops. So, and they showed Rodney King on his knees, right? It was Rodney King on his knees. He was getting hit with a baton. And they said, so right here, was he a threat? And the officer said, no, no, he wasn't a threat. What about right here when he was uh, on the ground and you hit him? Was he a threat? And he's like, no, no, he wasn't a threat. And every cop was acquitted. So when you have a historical context of black people not getting justice, black people are going to be quick to jump out in front of someone, even someone that may not really deserve you defending them. I'm not Mm -hmm. saying that that Breonna Taylor didn't deserve black people defending them. I'm just saying in certain cases where I'm not the first dude to get out in front of it and say, this is wrong. They're killing us. I'm not going to do that every time when it's a Tamir Rice. I'm getting out in front of that because that's wrong. There's a straight, innocent, straight, innocent yeah. kid, straight, innocent kid. This gets killed by the police point mm-hmm. blank. No one fucking is liable for it. Mm-hmm. No one gets arrested. That's wrong. Then uh, what's another case? Uh, the George Floyd case. I could get out in front of that mm-hmm. because regardless of his criminal record, he was not fighting the police back. He mm-hmm. had his arms behind his back and the cop choked him out for nine minutes. Mm-hmm. That was the most egregious murder mm-hmm. ever. But then even a lot of right wing people like Candace Owens still tried to be like, well, he he was a criminal and we always want to defend our criminals. And it only makes I hate those butt statements. It's butts and Mm -hmm. butts and what about isms? I don't care if that was a white man, whoever was getting choked out until they died. Then nobody should have to die like that. Mm -hmm. That was that was painful to watch. Mm -hmm. Um, But I would strongly suggest everyone to really look at these cases like what was the, was the one case where the dude just got paralyzed from running to his car? And they shot him. Jacob Blake. Jacob Blake. I didn't get out in front of that one. I didn't. I didn't say this is wrong. They're killing us. 
I didn't get out in front of that one because I know as a black man, um, I've been pulled over many times and I left that situation unscathed because I know that psychologically, even though the world said people say the world's not racist, I don't know what's going on. I know like in my subconscious that I'm not going to make a move. I'm not going to do anything because there's people may have an idea of who I am without knowing me. Mm hmm. And they may act out on that if I try to yell at them. And I'm already a big guy. So they might be thinking like, okay, this guy's reaching. Yeah. This guy's big. I, I fear for my life. This guy's six foot two, over 250 pounds. Mm -hmm. He can hurt me. So I a shot him. A physical specimen. He's a physical specimen. He looked like LeBron James. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't give them a reason. Yeah. When you are especially with the landscape of the world today, when you are a black man, there is no excuse for you to walk around to the front of your car and open the door. You cannot do that. Yeah. Period. Now, this is where the problem lies. I've seen white guys, the videos of, and, and each time the officer is different, obviously it's not the same officers, but I think the benefit of a doubt is given more to a lot of white criminals or white people that do these things. There was a dude that, the police were trying to pull him out of his car. This white dude. They're like, get out of the car, man. You're oh, drunk. that video you sent me on. Yeah, yeah, you're drunk, man. Get out of the car. And he kept fighting the police. And then finally- he, They're they, just yelling at him. They, yeah, they, he was yelling at him. Mm -hmm. Then finally, he pulls out a gun and shoots him. Yeah, and this had went on for like three minutes. Three minutes. Yeah. And the cop struggling to get this guy out. Yeah. And it's like, yo- Stop resisting. He said, stop resisting 20 times. Stop yeah. resisting. Stop, stop resisting. Yeah. And he just got blasted. Yeah, man, I'll tell you what. It's videos of a black dude took off running from the police. It was one that was just disgusting. He was running slow away from the police. Cop just stopped and like, like almost like he was in target, target practice. Yeah, I was going to say target And he's like, pop, 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 pop. And he shot him enough to kill him. I, it was years ago. I cannot remember what case it was. It was mm. for like a broken taillight or something. Mm. I, I just remember. think there's a, there's a devaluing of life in the inner city mm -hmm. um, based on the fact that a lot of people that patrol those areas are not from it. Yeah. So they've been they've grown up hearing these horror stories about this side of town. Oh, stay away from that side of town. Mm -hmm. That's a bad side of town. Don't go over there. And now you're patrolling it as a cop. Do you think that ideology has just left your brain? Yeah. It's still there. Mm -hmm. And the people in the air in that area don't respect you. Yeah. So you're gonna be on your 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 guard's gonna be up. Yeah. So it's 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 really that's a, yeah, it's an unfortunate situation. I think that like um you said a, a pretty great thing there as far as we almost dismiss any sort of negative idea about um the people that have gotten shot 100 percent. Right? so brianna taylor she could she could have been freaking pablo escobar right and because she died in a, in a, you know she died in a manner in which she shouldn't have yeah we're gonna jump out of in front jump out in front of it we're gonna put her name on our backs we're gonna yeah do all these things to, you know, uplift her name and try right. to to get uh, justice for her. Jacob Blake, the same thing. There's a lot of information that came out that said he was assaulting people and, right. you know, you know, beating women and all these type of things. We just dismissed that. And it's like, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, he died. He got shot in his back. You know right. what I mean? He got what? Seven shots to yes. his back. Or yeah, whatever. He's paralyzed now. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. in that in that instance, we jump out of it, jump out in front of it just because like you said, there's a historical context. Yeah. Someone like Emmett Till. There who, you go. You know, who died. Um, Tamir Rice, the same sort of situation. Completely These, innocent. Yeah. Kids, kids. You know what I mean? They they hadn't even probably had their first kiss yet. 
Right. And these are people that have, you know, that have died by the hands of white people. So it's just like it's just unfortunate, man. It's it's basically a, it's a, it's two problems. There's a history that we know about, but a lot of white America doesn't know. Mm-hmm. So they're like, why do black people always get so crazy and mad whenever somebody gets shot? There are a bunch of white people that get shot too. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, yeah, there's there's truth to that, but the fact that America has propagandized our history, yeah. and we have a we have a uh, 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 fucking cereal and milk version of American history instead of what's really went on in this country. Mm-hmm. We think better of America than what it really is. Yeah. So people walk around with their American flags and they're all proud and that's fine. But at the same time, there's a lot of blood on that flag. A lot of that blood was black. Yeah. Okay. And the the thing about it too is we need to we need to really we really we need to really grasp the fact that um, like me and Keith talked about earlier is we, we also have to be objective regardless of the history mm-hmm. because what's going to happen is is we're going to make ourselves not look credible at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, there's going to be, uh, okay, a case like Botham Jean. Mm-hmm. Botham Jean was sitting in his living room minding his business. Uh, off-duty officer went and shot him. Killed him dead. He was eating fucking ice cream. How more innocent can you be? Yeah. On your couch eating ice cream, you get shot. And we just like, this is a problem. These cops are just shooting black people. Yeah. Like, what the fuck is going on? And then people, and then I heard people, I seen people in the comments, uh, pray for these officers. You don't know what they go through. Why is it that the same things that people say about officers are not afforded to the people that they shoot? When they say there's a few bad apples, right? It's only a few bad apples. Why is that not afforded to people that they shoot? Yeah, I remember I seen I was, I was watching Fox News because I watch all of them. I watch Fox, CNN, yeah. all of them. So I'm watching Fox, and uh, it showed like a couple Black Lives Matter uh, uh, protesters. Yeah, let me get a water key. You got my mouth getting dry. <laughs> um, and they were like causing havoc, you know, mm-hmm. yelling, screaming, flipping people off, and throwing stuff. And I'm just like, oh wow. And I already know I already know what's coming after that. So I'm like, fuck. Why are you guys doing that? Mm-hmm. But what they did is I looked at the comments and said, hey, look at these peaceful protesters. Black Lives Matter is a terrorist group. So it's very easy to generalize black people by watching fucking four of them. But I can't say that the police need work. Right. I'm not even generalizing the police. I know there's a lot of good cops that do their job. But the problem is, is you want to fight for this uh, uh, one bad apples argument with the police. But it's not granted to people of color. I could be minding my not, some and sometimes in some cases it's not even one bad apple. Yeah. Like the, the, I, there's people that we know probably follow on Facebook that don't think any of any of these cases. Right. All the way back to Oscar Grant. Right. That don't think they did anything wrong. A hundred percent. They did everything in their power to, you know, just, you know, keep America great or, you know, just keep people safe or do right. their service to society. Yeah. Yep. And and here's the same thing. People, there are people, the right wing people primarily that um, I think it's right wing racist people, mm-hmm. right? Not, let me preface the statement again before people just, because people have a problem listening. Right wing racist people is different than right wing people. Yeah. You know, and I noticed that people that leave these racist comments, you click on their profile, it got a big ass flag on it or say Trump 2020 on it. You're like, mm-hmm. okay. I expected this, right? Yeah. Not saying that other people can't be racist too, but here, here's the deal. Um, It's weird that a person will demonize Breonna Taylor, but they'll um, support Kyle Rittenhouse. That's when you know a motherfucker's racist. Mm -hmm. When they will defend a kid that broke all these gun laws, didn't even own the gun legally and say he was defending himself. Mm -hmm. 
There's nothing wrong with what that kid did. Yeah. It's just, it's, we live in a world where people are so tribalistic slash racist and don't even realize they are. Mm-hmm. And it's fucked up. But, yeah. I mean, look, I could talk to him blue in the face, which is not going to really help. But what I will say is this in regards to black people, we need to be slower with getting in front of the things we get in front of now. Because Just wait it out, waited huh? it, wait it out a little bit, wait it out a little bit. Don't get in front of. Let me tell you something. If there's a guy that at, has an extensive record of robbing people, and he was in the process of trying to rob somebody or something, and then he gets shot by the police, I cannot defend that. I will not defend that. Not because he's black, not because of this, but because I don't want to get behind people that will make me look bad. Yeah. Period. Mm-hmm. I could get behind Botham Jean. I could get behind Tamir Rice. I could get behind Trey. I could get behind Trayvon Martin because he was a kid. Yeah, he was a kid jogging. It, no, not not you. Th- you think it? I'm, I'm at Aubrey. I said Trayvon Martin. He wasn't jogging. He was walking no. through the he neighborhood. He was walking through the, the neighborhood. And, yeah. yeah, and yeah. and and uh, George Zimmerman was my age, uh, bothering a kid until he shot him. Mm-hmm. And they told him not to follow the kid, and he still did, and ended up shooting him. Yeah. So when I, I could get behind certain cases, but um, with the Breonna Taylor case. I'm I'm with her because it, it sucks what happened, but at the same time I'm questioning it, yeah, um, and I'm being objective as possible. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, you know when the facts come out, and the facts always come out, um, we we have to be able to to look at it objectively. What happens though is that when you've created this, um, I guess this rhythm of consistently speaking on these situations or these right. issues when they when they come out mm-hmm. um it's so for a guy like lebron james you know mm-hmm. he's he's took on this activism role in his, in his career in his, now. yeah yeah so it's he can't say he can't say like hey i'm not rocking with this whole brianna taylor situation because technically she was involved in you know you know this drug cartel mm-hmm. or whatever that's why jordan didn't get involved with anything yeah yeah that you know it's it's pro- it's a good and bad stance though you right. know and i think even uh kobe bryant got a lot of backlash once he he had spoke on you know it was a police brutality situation that happened years ago yeah and uh he spoke on it and, and a lot of people were were, ta- were um on at his throat, throat. Yeah, yeah for for the for his sentiments Stick to basketball yeah so it, it's it's a tough situation i think um but i think the the good thing we have with our uh, podcast is we're able to speak um, about these things in, in, in long form and we're right. also, we have a week to consume Process all the information. It. Yeah, Right. Because back when uh, Jesse Smollett was uh, talking about how he was, uh, you know, beat up by Trump supporters and he things still, of that nature. And not to cut you off, but right. he's still standing on his his uh, he has no initial, choice. Yeah, he has no choice but to stand on it because it was such a big fucking lie mm-hmm. that, you know, now he has to, you know, he can't you, you can't divert from something that crazy. You, like Tory Lanez, huh? Yeah, you have no choice because <laughs> you fucked up. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing. There was a lot of black people posting pictures of Je- uh, Jesse Smollett. I support you, this and that. Hashtag and, gay Tupac. Yeah, yeah, all that. <laughs> yeah. When he said, me and Keith, we talked about it on the podcast, the very first one. I was like, if he said I wasn't right, I said, we just going to, we basically had the, 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 the sense to just wait it out. Yeah. We didn't really wasn't like, oh, we, blah, blah, blah. It yeah. just seems so crazy. And then when he said, I'm the gay Tupac, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> this guy, <laughs> this guy's laying it on a little bit thick. Yeah. Yeah. So first of all, Tupac was, no, I'm just playing. Oh, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just playing. Don't yeah. kill me out there. But, um, but then when the story changed and came out that he had fabricated, it was two fucking Nigerians. 
Yeah. I mean, you couldn't actors. Even, actors. You couldn't mm-hmm. even find two white guys. Yeah. You got the two most blackest dudes you could fucking find. Yeah. They still have African names. Yeah. <laughs> what the yeah. fuck? These dudes was buff too. Like they yeah. were straight out of Wakanda. Yeah. These niggas look like they was eating vibranium. <laughs> that shit was crazy, man. Yeah. And and then when he came out with that and it was a lie, I felt I don't say I and I'm gonna say I felt good. But I felt good that I did not publicly support it. Yeah. I felt good that I didn't post pictures of Jesse Smollett. I felt good. Like, here's the thing. I don't have any pictures of uh, Breonna Taylor. I don't have any pictures of anyone. Uh Anyone. As a black man, I support people who look like me. But I'm not going to go and turn on this activist role if I don't really, if I'm not really feeling it, feeling it. Yeah. Tamir Rice, I feel that. Yeah. This is an innocent boy. Mm -hmm. Uh, And there's many other cases, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think we have um, we get out of we we get in front of things a little too quick. I'll say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think in, in you know in some cases, and even LeBron does a good job of it. Um, yeah. he he does a good job of basically saying like I'm still processing stuff, or I don't have a comment on this, or I don't have a comment on that. Um, but it's it's just difficult in these positions because. A lot of times you have to be um, the voice of Twitter or the voice right. of social media. Um, you're, you're basically the loudest voice out of all 100,000 tweets or whatever about a certain situation. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I'll, I'll end it with this on this topic. Rest mm-hmm. in peace, Breonna Taylor. Um, that is extremely unfortunate that her yeah. life was taken uh, at that age. She's only 26. Yeah, she was young. Is really young. Yeah. So I was prayers to her and her family. Yeah. Um the, it sucks too. Um in what happens, I was I was talking to um Pat about this. I was like, what happens too? And we know this firsthand because right. um there's been certain um situations here in town where you know, where my, my younger cousin had got shot. There's so much information out there. Right. As far as like that, the police officers know. Right. Um, but because there's no real evidence or there's not something they can present in a courtroom. Right. You know, um, they can't like sometimes they'll tap a phone and because they didn't do it legally, they can't necessarily, you know, use it in the court case and, and stuff right. like that. So a lot of times I just say that to say this a lot of times in these type of situations, as far as like Brianna Taylor, um, the officers in the judicial system know a lot more than the people know. A hundred percent. Yeah. And they, they know exactly how to protect themselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Switching gears. Um, we got some questions from you guys. We're going to dive into those right now. Um, here's one of them. Oh, shit. Drop my phone. All right. The first question was, um, why is it hard for 30 plus year old successful woman to find a good man? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I can answer that. I will say that this is yeah, this is definitely a nuanced conversation. Um, I think that as a woman who works like a professional job and you are trying to do things, you know, like buy property and you, and you all these things, all these adult things. You have to realize that everyone is not on that same level of thinking. Right. And Mm -hmm. a lot of men and women don't really have the foresight to really see where they're going to be in four or five years. Um, And you've taken the initiative to do these things for yourself, but it's going to be hard to find a mate that thinks the same way. Yeah. And then also another problem is, is that women, 
I'm not going to say they're just all codependent, but a lot of women don't like being alone. Like they don't like being single. So they may deal with a dude that's just casual. Maybe the dude is dropping some dick off or, you know, (laughs) or that, you know, they're just trying to get to know the guy, whatever the case. And they try to make the guy into what he's not. Mm -hmm. Like you, you basically taking a dude that's only good for um, having a few drinks and dropping some dick off. And you're trying to turn that guy into a long-term mate and that's not gonna work and a lot of women do it and they probably figure in their minds like you know i have i have the qualities to find someone decent but that's not how life works yeah unfortunately life doesn't work that way another problem too is is maybe you already met that guy but you weren't ready for him at the time Mm -hmm. so if you're in your 30s and back when you were about 25 24 there was a dude that was about 27 26 and he had a good job, he was a good dude, he was a solid guy and he liked you a lot, but you were like, I'm not ready for this right now. You still wanted to go have drinks with your girls and be hanging out and date the bad boys. And then when it came time for you to uh, get older and settle and you wanted to settle down, now you expect the world to catch up to you and it doesn't work like that. Yeah, I think you, on both sides, I think you only come across maybe one or two people that's mm-hmm. like marriage potential. Right. And if you pass up on the first one, you may not yeah. You may not ever see that again. You may not. Especially in a city like Bakersfield, it's, you know, maybe half a million people here. Um, it's it's slim pickings. hundred percent. Especially knowing the statistics of our town. We have a um high illiteracy rate. We got, right. you know, the the best jobs in town are real uh very red jobs oil yeah, fields oil field and stuff works. like that yeah. so um even you know we have a small a small uh university here in csub um they don't offer many many majors right so um just knowing that um as it you you have to you have to capture that whenever whenever it hits 100 percent. yeah and 100%. i think i think a lot of times what happens also is that um a lot, a lot of times, two things are standard. Our standards are very high, and then also you don't see potential in someone. Hundred percent. So, in in one instance, there there could be like um, the the girl who's thirty five years old, like, and this is not saying that you need to date someone like this, but they'll say like, oh, he lives with his mom. I don't, you know, I'm not talking to him. I, mm-hmm. I, I would never date somebody that's living with their mom at thirty mm-hmm. years old or something like that. Right. And then also like that same person maybe that person is living with their mom at 35 mm-hmm. but they got a they got a plan 100 like, yo, i'm getting my life in order 100 um i got a business i want to start up 100 um, it's, it's you know it's, it, I'm, I'm in the process of doing these right. things that's a good point so a lot of times <clears throat> women see those people they don't see that potential and then they just completely they dismiss completely them. dismiss them mm-hmm. and then what happens is is then um that's a great point you have to be able to see a person's potential. It's not always about where they are in life. It's about where they're going. Mm-hmm. And a lot of women will see a dude and be like, oh, he doesn't have this. He doesn't even have this. He doesn't have this. I'm not wasting my time. And then you find a dude that has that, but he's fucking 10 other women. Yeah. Because he has that. And yeah. women women like that. Mm-hmm. Right. So, this, you know, what women need to understand um, is that you're not going to. How can I put this? A lot of things, and age matters also, mm-hmm. right? So if you're in your 30s and you're dating a guy that's 27, chances are you may not align with the same things. Yeah. He may still like to go hang out with his boys at the club. And here you are in your 30s and you kind of want to just more or less 
um, do more things that grow your life. Like mm-hmm. you're not trying to go to clubs and hang out and do that stuff. Yeah. You, you have to date a guy that's going the same speed as you, you know, and that's that's true for me, too. I'm 35. I don't want to check this in the club every fucking week. Yeah. I don't want to check this all always half naked all the time. Not because I'm insecure, but because I just don't like that type of energy. Yeah. It's just bad energy. There's so many there's so many things, too. I think um, to kind of go along with that idea, um, I think part of any relationship is going to be uh, like like a growth aspect and a learning aspect. Right. Right. So um, it kind of aligned with that potential idea. Yeah. But sometimes like when you get together with whomever, <laughs> it's not going to be you, you may mesh. Mm hmm early on but that's probably just because you like the same things that's it like you like y'all both of y'all favorite movie is friday or you yeah. know both of y'all like basketball y'all both laker fans or something like that but then after all that is over like you got to actually talk about life and your your history and, and stuff like that so i think you know with a lot of the older women um they one important thing to find and it's not to find the perfect person for you. 100%. I think it's to find the person that is willing to um, evolve with you. There you go. So um, it's a partnership. Yeah. So, you know, for, for that girl that may be a nurse or something, she's 35 and she's single. Um, and then, you know, you may find a guy that is not necessarily doing the best financially. He may have a job at Dollar General or something like that. Mm-hmm. But his mental health is 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 fine tuned. Right. And then maybe the thirty five year old girl is, you know, financially stable, but her mental health ain't, ain't there all the you way go. there. Maybe. So both of you are making a compromise. Yeah. So right. if, if you guys get together and you really work on your work on yourselves, right. um, you guys can have a beautiful relationship. Right. But you know, it has to you have to get there. You have to one hundred percent say you have to crawl. Right. Sure. And stop. And, and you can't make the assumption that you have your whole life together and other people don't. That's very narcissistic. Also, that's just financial stuff. That's only finance. That's only surface level yeah. stuff. I have a car. I have a nice house. I do that. That's nothing. That's nothing. That's all materialistic stuff. It's yeah. all surface level stuff. I think that what makes things last is is all, um, you know, it's all perspective. Yeah. You know, have you learned from your mistakes? Mm-hmm. That's important because what's going to happen is if you have not learned from all these mistakes and then you actually get a good man, you're going to be projecting your bad experiences on him. Yeah. You're going to run him the fuck off. Yeah. So that's another thing, mm-hmm. you know, what a lot of things women need to understand. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, a lot of these things are all the same for men, but since it was a woman that uh, sent this question, I'm answering it. From yeah. A male's perspective. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. There's just a, there's a lot, man. Um, uh, another thing too, I wrote some notes here. Um, you, how do I put this? A lot of women are putting themselves in position. Matter of fact, actually your friends too. Mm-hmm. Like what kind of perspective do your friends have with relationships? If they all have bad relationships, right? And they all have bad experiences with men. You're living in an echo chamber where they're like, yeah, these men just ridiculous. They can't be on my level. I don't know what's going on. I don't know. Yeah, uh-huh. And you're definitely. going, you're going back and forth and you all exchanging these bad experiences Instead of actually looking at yourself and what you're not doing. Yeah. Because when I talk to my homeboy, let's say I, I let's say I, I like a I'm starting to like a girl and I and I call him like, hey, yeah, this chick's pretty cool, man. I really like her, man. He's like, oh, that's dope. So like, what, what does she do? Like, what kind of work does she do? You know, or, you know, how, how she treats you. Yeah. Like the questions that I'm asked by 
my male friends that and I have men in my life that are really close friends. They're married. They're solid dudes. Right. Even mm-hmm. if they single dudes, they solid dudes. So our perspective on women is like, man, these hoes ain't shit. It ain't it ain't like that. Yeah. It's more or less like, you know, those type of conversations died in my 20s. In my 30s, it's more or less like, how does she make me feel? Yeah. Right. Yeah. But when you're having these conversations with your homegirls and all of them having bad experiences, that bleeds into your life. Yeah. So now you just automatically think every dude's no good because all your friends dealing with the same problems you're dealing with. Yeah. Have you taken a moment to realize that maybe just maybe. It's you also. Yeah. To piggyback off of that, I was just thinking this when you were talking. Um, a lot of these women that are single and when um, at that age, um, some of them got it put together and, it, you know, they just haven't ran into the right person. Right. But um, oftentimes and I've seen the situation play out is that um, there's like this this level of codependency. involved. Exactly. But essentially what happens is that person hasn't done enough work on themselves. Right. So they keep running through these men. Right. Um, back to back to back to back. Yeah. And um, they're just cutting them off, cutting them off, yeah. cutting them off, cutting them off. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, and the thing about <clears throat> it too is when you keep on getting with men or cutting, and I'm not making the assumption that I just know every woman's situation. I'm just saying that if you're dealing with men and you're cutting them loose because they don't fit your criteria and you're doing this over and over, you start to devalue men as a whole mm-hmm. because now you've put them in this category of you're, you're ready for them to let you down instead yeah. of having any type of you know positive outlook. Me, the way I look at it is I'm an open book. I'm willing to sit back and allow you to show me as much as um, as much as I need to know. Like when I yeah. went on talk about that date earlier, I seen this chick was a fucking loose cannon, but I allowed her to show me that. I wasn't like, oh, she crazy in yeah. two minutes. A lot of times women might see a dude pull up in a car. It ain't all that nice. And be like, oh, hell no, nah, I can't be with him. Yeah, that's not good. You got to stop doing that. I think I think uh, one thing, too, is the. And maybe I, I've matured a little bit faster than you know, some of my peers, but um, we were, you know, talking earlier. And then there was a, 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 a I don't even want to say the scenario because people might hear it and be thinking yeah. it's about them. Mm-hmm. But essentially, um, the the way you view um, someone you actually want to be in a relationship with 100%. changes, right? Mm-hmm. So you see the way people move on social media oh, yeah. and it could be a person that's out drinking every weekend. They, yeah. You know, they doing chugging the beers or taking shots on their story or whatever. And right. it's just like, that's not wifey material. Not at all. It, um, that's and sometimes point. like what happens is because they are attractive, we dismiss, we dismiss all, all the nonsense. Yeah. Great point. I think that the more you start to have interest in someone, you start to pay more attention to what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And I think that people can't hide who they are. If they're posting certain things and it seems disingenuous, that's a huge turnoff. Mm-hmm. Like I think all, authenticity is probably one of the most sexy things yeah. that a woman can have. Yeah. And if, if, if they start doing things that seem disingenuous, I'm already out. Yeah. Because as a man, like I've, I'm already living with the logic that I may never be married mm-hmm. and I'm not afraid to not be married. That's fine with me. So in order for me to really be with someone, they're going to need to like 
be a solid individual. I'm not asking for a chick with huge tits mm-hmm. and a big ass and all that. That shit is not that important mm-hmm. when it comes down. Because at the end of the day, everybody's going to look fucked up in the end. We're going to look old and our nose is going to be hanging and shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I think that, you know, the superficial stuff, the looks and what car does she drive or he drive or what we put way too much value in things that don't contribute to a relationship. Yeah. And that's what's ruining them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, my my uh, I won't say my advice, but from my my uh, perspective, just take the time to be less crucial of people. Yeah, because everyone's also not going to be living in a parallel universe. Also, it's a, it's a waiting process. So yeah. as much as like we want to speed through this and yeah, that there's these societal norms that you, you should have a kid by 25 yeah, or that's you should be stupid. married by 28 or whatever. That's just society putting their pressure on you. It's a, a a woman like Kamala Harris is, you know, she's married to her husband. Yeah. I don't She she only recently got married like a few years ago yeah, or something like that. Ago, yeah. And she's I think she's in her 40s or 50s. So it's like when that person finds you, they're going to find you. And it, it may it may not be how you like it or how you prayed for it or whatever. But when you find um, that that good situation, it's just up to you to be 100%. ready. hundred percent. I think, you know, me and Eddie was talking about we years. I mean, not years ago, maybe years ago, uh-huh. like a year and a half or something ago. We talked mm-hmm. about getting off of uh, the dating apps. Yeah. I've been yeah. off that shit for a while. Yeah. It's just, nah, I'm, I'm cool, man. Yeah. Yeah. I'm at the age where, you know, I I'm, I'm two things. I don't mind, you know, getting some pussy here and there and I don't mind <laughs> actually settling down and actually having a loving relationship you should i don't even think we should use that terminology what do you mean settling that's true it's not settling Mm -hmm. that's i don't know what the the correct addiction would be just find a way to talk about it but yeah Yeah. not settling down Mm -hmm. uh partnering up i guess yeah 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 Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) but uh another thing too um is um women become a slave to words over actions yeah where a a dude will be telling them anything any he'll he'll say anything and they keep fucking falling for it women are um very easily persuaded because they want to believe everything the dude is telling them when in actuality it's smoke and mirrors yeah every dude that wasn't if, if a woman really sat back and thought about it every dude that um mistreated them in any way or did whatever they had a bad experience he was a talker yeah he wasn't a fucking doer a man is going to do shit. Yeah. If I barely told a woman that I loved her, not all the time. I'm not like, Oh, love you, baby. Love you, baby. All day. If I barely told her that, but I showed her that all the time, she wouldn't, she wouldn't even trip. She wouldn't even trip. Cause yeah. she knows by how I'm, how I'm moving in the world, the things mm-hmm. I'm doing that show how much I care. But the motherfuckers will dudes will cheat on a chick 30 times. I love you, babe. I'm sorry. I love you. Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry. And then they start. A lot of women start to associate love with toxic. Yeah. You know what I mean? And now they're like, I don't know what's going on. You know, I don't know what's wrong with people. I make two million dollars a year. And mm-hmm. then- <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think we put a lot of stock into words. Yeah. I, you know, for for a person that probably listens to people more than they talk to people. Right. I think um, you start to understand the, li- the, the nuances and you, you realize that a lot of this is just lip service. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Pe- people will show their true colors uh, very quickly. 
Yeah. Um, and it, it may not even take that long to start to realize, um, you know, how these people are moving out in the world. And true. Because people are like, you know, there's a there's a certain level of um, if you think about it, like, you know, how you do anything is how you do everything. One hundred percent. Right. So how you uh, how much stock you put into your relationship is comparable to probably your gym habits. That's true. Or whatever, you know, you're trying to pursue out in the world. So so for me, like um, I do a podcast every week. We mm-hmm. haven't missed a We haven't missed a week since we started. We may have done it. Um, a day earlier or whatever, or right. you know, two two episodes in a weekend and dropped it on that same day yeah. in advance. But I haven't missed um, yeah. a week, so that's the same type of exactly. uh, diligence I have in, a, relations, in that, a relationship. That bleeds into a relationship. Yeah, and the problem with it too is, is as a man, when you when I'm used to dealing with people like Keith or other people in my life that are that consistent and that driven and that could ruin my experience with women because I expect that. But then it goes back to what we talked about earlier. You cannot force your expectations on other people. Yeah. So you get let down a lot. Like mm-hmm. I, I invest myself in relationships and, but the problem is, is it's not going to end because I cheated or some shit yeah. like that. That's, but it's just like, yo, a lot of people just aren't invested the same way you are. And you'll find it out real quick. The same women that be complaining to, yeah, you know, like I don't know what's going on. What's wrong with me, or what's wrong with all these guys? But it's like mm-hmm. a lot of times you be the problem and don't realize it. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's a share liability because some of these dudes be trash. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some, but I, I think you know to to sum it all up, like there is somebody out there um, for you. They they may not have it all together yet, but as long as they're willing to learn about themselves, and um, one thing too is that I think a lot of people they need uh like relationship therapy like yeah. before I, I was listening to this uh this couple there um they they do real estate mm. and they have a, the, their business together and they talked about how they um they met and they met at like a gas station and basically the woman had put off their relationship because she knew the guy wasn't ready and then whenever he was ready you know settle down stop you know being a worldly person he came back around and they started dating. But she was saying early on in, in that relationship, she was like, I knew he had the fibers of the man I wanted to marry. Wow. So I knew that from the moment that I met him, but I knew he wasn't ready. So man. she was like, when we finally got into a relationship, I knew he still needed work. So we went to see a, a, a relationship therapist. And this wow. is when they're just, they're just in a dating stage. It's not when they're wow. you know, on the rocks in their marriage or whatever. Yeah. She was like early on. So that and then now they built that foundation to where they always got something to fall back on That's when good. times get rough. Yeah. It's a compromise, man. Yeah. It's ultimate compromise. All right. Switching gears. Well, actually, I don't want to say switching gears. Switching since this questions. It's supposed to be a different segment. <laughs> uh, switching questions. Um Somebody put or they asked the question, why do people use their zodiac sign as an explanation for who they are? Um, I think that's just a big fucking excuse and a cop out. I don't get why people put so much stock in the zodiac signs. Like he should have known I was crazy. I'm a Libra. What the fuck did he expect? Yeah. If you don't shut the fuck up. One thing is true, though. If you're a Pisces, you love that WAP. Yep, I'm Pisces. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mar- well, your birthday's March 2nd. Uh, for, second. For second. You're, yeah. the, you're the second. Mine's is March 8th. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. All the people that I'm around a lot or related to, all fucking birthdays in March. March birthdays. It's me, 
Uh, Keith, Keith's little brother is on the 14th? Uh, no, 18th. 18th. Your grandma. Your grandma, your dad. My niece is on the third. My, <laughs> my dad's on the My older sister. Yeah. Fucking crazy, man. There's somebody else in there. Yeah, yeah my niece was almost born on the same day as me. That's crazy, yeah. man. That's nuts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, I don't I don't put too much stock into it because mm-hmm. people be like, yeah, you know, oh, you know, women. It was funny too. Is women will be like, um, girl, what is this sign? He a Scorpio. Oh, you better leave him alone. Yeah, that's like, just so trash. It's so trash. Is this is this how you judge people yeah. by the, the the zodiac sign? Yeah, that is so garbage. You should have known you left his ass alone. Leave them scorpions and them Libras alone. <laughs> I need me a Pisces, and, I, and you know what's funny is I see a bunch of women, and for some reason they like Pisces guys. I didn't know that. Yeah, they'll be like, I need I me a Pisces. The forgotten. Yeah, you know, I, I need me a Pisces. I need me a Pisces. Yeah, and these are the same girls that uh, back in the day you shoot your shot, and they'd be like, um, uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's. A, <laughs> <laughs> I will say, like, I was having this conversation about this and i don't completely believe it but sometimes right. when you do read i don't believe the combat compatibility things but sometimes when you do read these uh little zodiac sheets or whatever some of the stuff you'd be like dang that's kind of spot on that's yeah, kind of spot on um but for the most part like i think that's uh i think people are too nuanced to fit in a lot of those categories too, yeah. Yeah. yeah um because they would say like something like uh, a pisces is you know, because they're like a water, whatever, a mm. water zodiac sign. They're like easy going and, you know, they flow with everything and they don't get stressed out. All these kind of things. Yeah. Um, which is not completely true for every single person. Hell no. Um, but, you know, there's something to it. Some, I think I think sometimes what happens is they just created these 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 data points. Yeah. And then there's a few people that fit into it. So right. they just like, you know, they just, it just doesn't, it. it doesn't. Yeah. These things don't equate to much. Like yeah. I, I forgot what they said about Pisces, but a lot of that was like, like inaccurate probably for me for, I don't know, until I don't know what age. Uh-huh. Like I remember recently I said something about how I posted on Facebook, how I really didn't feel like I became a man. So I was 29. Yeah. I mean, yeah. When I tell you some dude was chastising me in the yeah, comment yeah, section. Yeah. yeah. And that dude was a bum. Yeah. It's a bum. But the thing about it is, is like, this is why these 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 uh, zodiac signs don't stick, mm-hmm. you know, because maybe a lot of that shit is true for me now. But, mm-hmm. you know, not until I was late 20s did I like actually start coming into myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? like, yeah. And, and then I remember some girl, I think some girl said, that's right. Women are so much further ahead than men. Like we are so much older. I'm like, shut up. Yeah, shut up. You just posted a twerk video. Shut <laughs> up. You know what happens too is that the reason why I know there's not much merit to those zodiac signs or right. whatever or the relationships based on it. Yeah. Um think about twins, right? Ah. Like usually twins are very different from one another. Yeah, there true. may be in you know, and I've seen a few uh you know, I went to school with a couple. I remember there was this guy, um, I think it was like Brad and Chad or some some Brandon and Chad or something like that. And uh, they didn't even like each other. What? <laughs> <laughs> they just like, it was That's crazy. and then like, you know, that it was one that was in like the AP classes and then one that was taking general education. Wow. So like, like the one had a couple AP classes, but yeah. um, that was like, he took regular um, general education English or something. And mm. then the other one was just straight AP classes. So I was like, just knowing that, you know, these people are born on the same exact day. So they have to be the same exact Zodiac sign. So, oh my god, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, back back in the day, I think in elementary they called it, uh, or as a junior high they called it gate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gate. That was gate elementary. Classes, yeah. That was elementary. Yeah. In uh, junior high. Junior high. Mm-hmm. Yeah, both. 
Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I got gay classes. <laughs> yeah. What? I seen some of the, the way they switched the curriculum up, and it's so weird the way they changed the math and shit. Yeah, they teach it. They teach the stuff in a different way what now. They, what they call it, Common Core or some shit? Yeah. All that stuff is basically to generalize a lot of it to make sure everybody's teaching the same stuff. But the way um, they were, the way they were teaching, like even to add and stuff, is so different. weird. Yeah, I don't get it, man. Yeah, I, 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 this is why I'm glad I don't got kids. I'd be like, yeah. I, <laughs> the, you remember your parents would just be like, I don't know how to do this. We yeah. didn't learn this in school. Yeah, and right. Because it kept changing the freaking yeah. way we added numbers together. I bet you Keith bring his homework home and then, <laughs> and then it'd be well, probably your aunt because yeah. he's closer in age. Yeah. But I know your mom's pretty smart, but that shit that you probably is bringing home, she's probably like, what yeah, is this? Yeah, I stopped getting help on homework like third grade. <laughs> 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 oh, bro, I'll never forget when your brother brought homework home. Oh, bro, shout out to, <laughs> shout out to Gubba, man. Bro. He brought homework home and he put like the answer wrong or something. Yeah. And your pops was so bad. <laughs> he got a whoop. I remember that day he got a bad whooping too. Yeah. I was laughing. Yeah. Me and Des was in the back just like trying. <laughs> oh man. I uh, think uh one thing that I will say is, and I don't know if this is uh across the board or if they teach these things, but a lot of the the uh the curriculum is centered around like learning about yourself mm-hmm. like they do like different like mindfulness exercises and right. stuff to you know to to be in touch with your emotions um and i think that's very helpful because and not that i wasn't a very um like frustrated kid or anything like that but there's right. a lot of kids out there that don't really know what they're going through or True. you know why they're doing certain things so i think just for them to be introducing that type of stuff into school is is, is a good thing yeah for sure mm-hmm. all right well um, not sure if we answered all that question there, but uh, it looks like we're about to wrap it up. Where we at, man? Uh, one fifty-two. One fifty-two. Is there one more? The cheating uh, one. Oh, oh, there is. My bad. My bad. Can men be faithful? Dun 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 dun. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We can be faithful. <laughs> uh, we can, but I think that it's up to you, um, to determine if that person has qualities that show you if they're faithful. But you also have to reference yourself. Yourself, are you worth being faithful to? Mm-hmm. What are you doing? Like, are you, like what kind of human being are you? Are you putting out what you want back? Mm-hmm. Like, it's, I, at the end of the day, I don't. I really don't think anybody should be cheating on anyone. There's no point of being in a relationship if you're cheating. But if if the question is, can men be faithful? Yes, a lot of us are. Mm-hmm. I can. I'm a faithful person. So is Keith. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not something we should be pat on the back for. That's just normal shit. Yeah. That's but, what you're supposed to do. But I think a lot of women gravitate to men that don't have any, like any inkling of being faithful. Yeah. It's just the guy that, you know, got the slick back hair and the muscles mm-hmm. and he drive a nice Mustang and uh, they want to fuck this guy really bad. So they fuck him and then they expect him to be a boyfriend and then he cheats on them. And now they're all shocked. Yeah. What the fuck did you expect? Yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's just like the guy that sees that chick with the hot ass and the hot breasts and shit and mm-hmm. she's all hot. And then you hook up with her and then you find out she's getting a bunch of attention from other guys and there somebody yeah. else is having sex with her. And it's like, dude, as adults, we've been around enough human beings where we understand behaviors. Yeah. There's certain behaviors that we should stay away from. Mm-hmm. Or if we do choose to deal with these types of people, 
we should know that it's short term only. It's not long term. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't what my advice to the women that think that men can't be faithful is do they have short term qualities or long term? You got to see people for who they are. Stop yeah. expecting more from them than what they really present. Yeah. Um, to piggyback off of that, I think that boys generally aren't um, faithful. 100%. Um, I think men are. Um, but even with that, um, I just, we, you know, we spoke about it earlier about like the due diligence that you need to do when picking a partner anyways. Mm-hmm. You know, you need to make sure you're you're uh, investing in the right people. Right. Um, so what I will say is that I know a lot of people that have cheated on their, uh, on their wives and girlfriends and stuff like that. Right. But at the same time, there's, I know people that haven't. 100%. So I black think men don't cheat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think it's, it's up to you though, as the woman to decipher through all the nonsense, all yeah. the, the social media thirst traps and yeah. shirtless pictures and all that. Yeah. And to, to find that person that, is on the up and up and that will uh, remain faithful and, and actually respects their relationship. Women get lost in like, mm-hmm. what I mean by they don't get lost in love. They get lost in like, yeah, like they just get lost in liking a dude so much that now they're in a wrong situation with mm-hmm. the wrong dude and the dude is not faithful. And then that guy becomes the, um, he becomes the example of all men. Yeah. But it's all the men you chose. You know, you know, I don't want to cut you off, but um, what happens, too, is that there's this expectation of 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 faithfulness in a relationship when the relationship started um, and the foundation wasn't faithfulness. Fuck no. So they're talking. So, for instance, they'll be talking to somebody that was in a relationship. Oh, and then they'll break up with that person and then they'll get in another relationship and they'll be like expecting that relationship to be just solid and firm. Right. And then actually, you know, he steps out on you again or she mm. steps out on you again. It's just like, what did you expect? That's true, too. A lot of th- a lot of times it's karma, too, because mm-hmm. it's, it's a lot of a lot of women that like options, too. Mm-hmm. They'll meet a dude. They like him a lot, but they're actually seriously talking to some guy. And then they decide to break it off with the dude and then get with this new guy. And then that new guy cheats on him and now they mad. Yeah. Like you just broke that other dude's heart. Yeah. Now you expect for this shit to work out for you. (laughs) That ain't how the fucking world works, man. You got to get your head out of your ass. That's just not how things work. I think, too, is that um, the rebuttal for uh, a cheating partner is not to cheat on them. Uh, But it happens. Yeah. I think it's I think the rebuttal for that is to break up with them because what happens is, is you're just you're just passing along that energy and you may not even actually want to do that. You're just you're just doing that as a response to your oh, yeah. partner. Yeah, especially, dude. I already talked about it. Don't cheat on women, bro. Don't mm-hmm. you cheat on them, bro. They're going to get your ass straight back. Yeah, they're going to get you back and they're going to be more muscular than you. Yep, everything. He'll be killing your wife in the back. <laughs> I wasn't expecting this. Oh, my God. <laughs> Cheating dick is the best. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's hilarious. Cheating dick is the best. That's hilarious. Come right home and kiss you on the head. <laughs> Like, hey, babe, let's go to the back. You're like, oh, I'm so tired. I just want to lay down. God dang. Not knowing that her vagina just got obliterated. Man. It's sad. <laughs> it's sad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, it looks like we're going to wrap this thing up, man. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, if you made it to the end of this episode, we appreciate you for listening. Thank you for listening to a Trucker's Mind podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy, K. Finks. We're out of here. Peace.